Welcome to the Horror Junkies podcast, Orlando's fattest podcast, where we discuss all things horror. I'm your host, Mike. I'm Pat. I'm Dylan. I'm Jorge. Or so Orlando's fattest podcast. <laughs> Not the world. You don't live in Orlando anymore, Mike. Fuck you, Patrick. Keep the illusion real. We are Orlando's fattest podcast. I technically live in Winter Springs. I live in St. Damn. Augustine. Okay. <laughs> All right, motherfuckers. Um, it's Orlando. I say. I always said the world. Fucking. And I. I hate to uh, tell you this, but I'm losing. I hate to tell you this, but I'm losing weight. Am I going to get kicked out? Okay. You know, we had a conversation about this last week. <laughs> Motherfuckers aren't allowed to lose weight, only gain weight. <laughs> oh, no. We will skinny shame everyone. Oh, okay. I want you to know I ate like three bags of chips this week. Shame, 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 <laughs> now, I always like the world's fattest podcast because I want to take that. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Yeah. Collectively, right. it should Take be that the, the world. world's fattest podcast now. Is always. That- well, we have to set our sights globally, I believe. I th- yes. <laughs> Eyes on the prize. Yeah, if we're going to rule, we might as well rule the whole world. Mm-hmm. Watch out now. We're, we're going to all your fucking snacks. One <laughs> one Chinese buffet at a time. <laughs> God damn it. Um, well, you know, we, you know, they said it couldn't be done. You know, they said, will the horror junkies actually commit and record an episode right after an episode and back to back? We did it. We're here. Um, no expect one next week. <laughs> yeah, next it was week is up in the air. So, um, I wouldn't set your expectations too high because, um, we'll see. It was a fairly painless process, too. It was. We we know we're, we we scheduled it. We picked our movies really quick. And I sent the Zoom meeting fairly, you know, in advance. It was like, what, three o'clock when I sent it my time? Yeah, we knew. We knew. We knew. We knew. No we're get, we're uh, getting better at communicating. We're getting better at communicating and making, you know, uh, figuring things out. If you're new to the show, Welcome. This is what we always do, so get used to it. Hello. Um, hello, new listeners. We're getting or if you're following us on TikTok and all this weird stuff, you see my face. I'm sorry, but get used to it as well. I don't know how to use TikTok. I'm not one of the cool hip it, youths. It, it took me a good minute to learn how to use the TikTok. And I think I'm still like you called it barely. The, the TikTok, yeah. I don't. I think I barely skimmed the surface of what you actually can do because I got so much shit in that thing. It's confusing. <laughs> you get on TikTok and Mike's just like, "What in the hell is a goddamn whip?" <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. What's I, think a JPEG. Something today. I just want a picture of a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Bobby! <laughs> that thing on me. <laughs> okay, Dad. Might be coming. Uh, Look at these boys hurling dodgeballs at each other. <laughs> I saw uh, that today. Was, People like and one dodgeballing on TikTok. It was bananas. It was like a, it was like you know how like uh, how like dodgeball animes and soccer animes like every kick is like a fucking kamehameha coming at somebody. That's what this shit was like. It was insane. Right. Um, I don't doubt it because dodgeball is a just the most dangerous sport alive <laughs> it's evolved it has evolved hurled at you that game no that game the way they were playing that game on tiktok that game should only be played by prisoners because that shit <laughs> this shit is like you <laughs> you survive the dodgeball you win your freedom and it's just like, <laughs> oh my god wait is dodgeball like popular on tiktok now i don't know i mean has it has it, i feel like it's always been somewhat popular 
Wait, but are the kids going outside finally? Uh, no, they're the they're using no, they're jams doing it and converting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're hitting they their webcams. They got cardboard cutouts. Like it's mm. like Home Alone on the train system, and they're just moving around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're fucking it, dorks. Uh, all right. It happens. So, you know, we got a fun show planned for you. If you follow us on social media, you know, you get the cool little movie night um, trailer releases that I um, work so everly hard to produce for all of you lovely fiends out there. Um, so, you know that we're going to be talking about two A24 films, um, The Black Coat's Daughter and St. Maud. Um, both, you know... W- I honestly, another thing is, you know, they're both a 24 movies and they're both have full on female main characters, which is, I didn't, I forgot that both those movies were like that. And I thought that was a fun little thing that we did unexpectedly. Yeah. Right before we go see men. No, no, we did it on purpose. Duh. Um, actually one yeah. of the, and one of the movies, uh, is written and directed, uh, by uh by a woman and it's her first it's a debut movie of hers which I, is insane for how well it's done yeah for real i mm-hmm. was wa- i was when i was watching that particular movie i was like i was lo- looking over like the info i was like directorial debut damn and her new movie which i actually have that we'll discuss later on sounds really good oh really. yeah oh yeah uh, so but before we do that um as always we like to start our show off with some news in the horror community um and pivoty pat pat what you got for us we got a new horror movie coming out oh yeah that, that features one of our childhood uh, <laughs> one of our favorite childhood uh characters who might be we got, uh, we got a way the Pooh horror movie coming out you know i never <laughs> thought <laughs> i lived the day where winnie the pooh uh character rights get released and someone was immediately like horror movie <laughs> yeah no uh, it's called Winnie the Pooh blood and honey <laughs> so let's fucking go I hate that uh, I don't I guess I the public hate it so much <laughs> oh Christopher Robin <laughs> take off your head <laughs> like it's gonna be fucking bonkers oh it is I mean just looking at the steals yeah the, uh, did you see the photo of him and piglet <laughs> yeah He's got Piglet by the head, and he's probably going to be like, I wonder how much honey is in this jar. <laughs> no, they're going after some, like, uh, some chicken know, and hot some, tub. Uh, some chicken and hot tub. Oh, this God. So, so it's not just Winnie the Pooh? Tank. It's others, no, too? No, no. It's gonna, I bet you anything, Tigger's is going to be like a post credit scene. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, we got to wait for the sequel. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Uh, I know. But, you um, know what? This is a franchise I need to happen. I need nine of these. Every so you year. might be asking, Once you might be asking yourself, how has Disney let this happen? It's not Disney. Yep. So the public domain for Winnie the Pooh has been released this year. So that's why this movie is being made. So wow. this is like legitimate. Like this is yeah, a yeah, yeah. No, thing. so literally we oh. could uh, uh, the horror junkies, it? the horror junkies presents could make a Winnie the Pooh movie. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. One hundred percent. This is by Ray's Frank Waterfield. Um, Say that five times fast. Yeah, for real. Um, no plot details available. Do you need them? Movie centers around. I do because I do. You need plot details? You are you just? I'm just gonna watch it. I'm hoping it's a humanoid, like half human, half bear. Of course, it's not. It's not gonna be man, bear, pig. Yeah, fuck. Why not? It's gonna be some guy in a mask. I'm gonna be fucking redneck who has some weird 
fetish with fucking Win- <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. You mean Just Pat? Fucking, <laughs> fucking using a meat cleaver going to town. Goodbye. Also, it, it does look weird. <laughs> so like, I, that, I, I get an idea from the stills that this movie is going to have some premise of like, not, you know, backwoods folk, yes. I wanted it, to be in monsters. Like, Fuck it, off. It's not going to be monsters. It's a slasher Why not? movie. Because it, it's a slasher movie. Maybe Eeyore will be a monster, like a mutated donkey that or something. That would be hilarious. They Don't just got a donkey my with tail. knives <laughs> attached to it, and they just, like, brand it, and it runs into people. <laughs> but no, like, the, some of the stills, like, there's this girl walking down the stairs in, like, a very nice-looking house, and it says, get out. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of oh, the 100 Acre money. Woods. Not much on this movie, but it fucking. Where's my honey and my blood? (laughs) What if if he's like sacrificing to the honey gods? Oh no! Oh no! I don't know. They didn't give us any plot details, so I mean, it could be. I mean, this speculation to even to even attempt to make a movie like this is pretty wild. So I'd imagine that the 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 whole movie will unfold to be. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna guarantee it's gonna be good or anything, but it could be interesting. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm mm-hmm. going to need it to be released on a double feature at DVD with um, Terrifier and this movie together. Like back to back. Fuck yes. <laughs> like I need it to be that fucking gruesome. Like for oh, it yeah. to be like really peak interest in like, first off, it's just an original concept for a slasher movie, like using Winnie the Pooh as a like a killer. Uh, <laughs> not really Winnie the Pooh, but some guy in a mask wearing Winnie the Pooh. Would you stop uh, it? It's going to be a monster. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, can't wait for that. As more news comes out, I'm, uh, sure I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning more towards Pat here. I think a monster. Right? Yeah, if yeah, yeah. I'm Team Pat going. on this one. I'm Team Pat. Yeah, monster. And get get get, uh, get Bruce Campbell <laughs> to be uh, older Christopher Robin. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what if there is a <laughs> Christopher Robin in the movie? He's like, oh. I'm sorry, I let him out. I let him out of his cage. Um, he's gonna be Chris, but with an X. <laughs> Damn. Uh, uh, you want to talk? Things. Shut mm-hmm. up, Pat. It's my turn to tell the news. Okay. <laughs> I got news too. Um, this is, I think, something that's gonna really tickle all of our pickles. Um, and the Crow director, like the Crow director, the infamous movie that everyone fucking loves, is making a haunted house horror film. Oh. And, um, there's not much about it just yet um but it's called sister darkness um and it's on the cans market right now i think to just like get talked about but it's it follows a newlywed but unhappy alice who stumbles across her doppelganger isla who whose existence is a mystery speed uh seeped in a tale of bloody retribution and against her oppressors the hellish supernatural nightscape in a dread of uprising against the deceitful aristocracy aristocracy aristocracies there you go there's the Mm -hmm. fucking word that i can't say oh big words very proud thanks man i try i try my best with my college degree sounds (laughs) good I don't know. It's got some. I mean, I don't know if these characters in the news article are in the movie. Um, they look like um, Darth Vader esque uh, Cenobites. Um, oh, that's weird. Yeah. yeah, they're all bald. They got scars on their face like Darth Vader does, and then they wear like a lot of black leather. I um, like that. They kind of look like the people who were at the Bauhaus ba- uh, concert that I went to. Oh, very cool. How was that? 
that was cool um you know it was a it was cool to see the original uh, lineup of Bauhaus to play and they played a lot of good songs and um um it's very clear that they're old and him doing like the bat moves on stage are like it's just really almost like funny because he's old now it doesn't look as cool as it did back in the day <laughs> like when they play when they play Billy Lagoosey's dead mm-hmm. um, but it was still a hell of a great time and if you get to see Bauhaus um, on this tour or when they come back from Europe um, go do it it's a fun time is it It'll Alec a- is it Alec uh, Proyas that's doing the movie yeah okay well I I I I I know one other movie he did. I forgot he did these other ones. Two of them are good, and two of them are bad. <laughs> um, so it's a 50-50. Well, it's Start 50-50. The bad. Uh, the bad, he did Gods of Egypt and Knowing. God. Okay, Knowing is great. Oh, God. What? You would think that, Pat. Uh, George. <laughs> sorry, Pat. <laughs> I'm just so used to yelling at Pat. Um the other, but the good ones though, I Robot and Dark City. Yeah, Dark City. Okay, he did I Robot, really. Mm-hmm. Dark City is fucking huh. awesome. We should do a Dark City episode. Yes, I I I, I own the movie. Can we do. I can Dark do it right City now. <laughs> Let's do Dark City with the crow. Oh, uh, that'd be great. That would yeah. be great. No, or or we can keep it with the theme, Dark City, Dark Man. Ooh, because <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Dark Town. I, I haven't. The mayor of Dark Town. I haven't seen Dark Man in a very long time. That'd be a fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, that'd be especially due to the fact Earth. that there's two other sequels I didn't fucking know about. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild because you texted me like, "Hey, guess what? Uh, there's a Dark Man four. <laughs> I was like, "Why did you? You called me about that too. Like you thought yeah, I know who needs to hear about this." <laughs> yeah, it was and I was dumbfounded. Like, why in the fuck? Did, we never talked about Dark Man. I haven't talked about Dark Man with anybody since never because I've never talked to anybody about Dark Man. <laughs> well, you know. I said, who knows more schlock about schlock? <laughs> That's Don't. true. That's true. I, I, li- I like to dig through the trash. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of trash. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, new Predator show. Oh, my movie. God, dude. Hype. So, I, I, so the Predator franchise has not been treated well. No, no, it has Rip. not. Uh, since the first one. I mean, I like the, uh, what was it? The... The Predator, when they go to the planet of the Predators, that was okay movie. Predators. Yeah, with uh, Andrew, uh, Adrian Brody. That, that was a Robert Rodriguez movie. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, where oh, they, they had the samurai fight between the Predator and the Yakuza dude. Nope. Do you not remember that remember part, that. Pat? I do not remember that part. Yeah, because they were on the planet. Adrian Brody was the main guy, and uh, Topher Grace was the villain. Yeah, that yeah, I don't remember this. In a same. Predator movie? Yes. Yeah. He, it's, like, it's not bad. It's not bad it. enough. It's not bad enough that he was a villain in a Spider Man movie. Someone said, you know what would be great? <laughs> if he is the villain in a fucking Predator movie. You know, Eric <laughs> Foreman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but don't work the first time. You gotta try again, right? Yeah, uh Morpheus is in the movie too. That was that was the last one I saw. Morbius is in the movie. Huh? Morbius is in the movie. Is he morbid all over the place, bro? <laughs> I didn't see the what was it the 2019 one or the newest one that came out. I haven't seen the latest. I didn't either. It was directed by it was, it was directed by someone that was I think it was like Clint 
It's not Clint Black. That's a country star, but like it's like something like a name. Uh, I cannot remember the name, but um, it looked like it was full of like cheesy, stupid one-liners and a yeah. bunch of pointless action. And from what I've read about reviews, I was proven right. Yeah, it, no, it got no, exactly. It was an '80s movie, but done 40 years too late. Right, but well, this is a new trailer. At one, we have a new title. Pray, I like that. I like that. And I like the time period that it's taking place. It's not like modern day. It's it's uh, it's you know. yeah. It's it's like uh, indigenous America. I feel like maybe mm-hmm. or just like because all the teaser shows you is uh, what appears to me to be uh, a Native American woman running out of the woods and then being ducked down into the tall grass, and another Native American woman is uh, taking her bow and drawing it, and then you hear the predator clicking sounds and the, right. and the yeah. three dot laser sight just pops up on her forehead and then oh. and that's all they show and then that's it and that is and all I, I need to see yes. i'm sold and i like i like the period piece like if we could do that with a predator uh, yes uh, story a predator I mean. period piece that would be fucking sick man <laughs> you never knew you needed it until now but the and only like my only concern predators yeah 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 100 that's insane yeah, right. Um, I feel like uh, I am a little scared because it is Hulu only. Oh, listen. No, mm. I'm not scared. Mm. Hulu makes some good ass content. Like what? Have yeah. you not watched any of the fear of the fear of the dark shit they do? I've watched a couple. I wasn't very impressed. It's it's very like hit or, hit or miss those, but they do have some good shows. So I, I don't know. I'll, I'll put some faith into it. It looks good. And I mean, honestly, if it, if if there's only two actresses and someone playing the predator, then maybe uh maybe the budget went towards making it look good, which is would be great because I feel like w- it would be cool to get like like y'all said a period piece type of movie and also apocalypto because there's not a lot of talking in that movie. I feel and I no, feel like this really. movie wouldn't need a ton of talking. It would need uh, if they did a movie where nobody talked and it was just two women. Uh, who know how to hunt and fight going against a predator and it's oh. just pure adrenaline and action. Holy oh, fuck, oh man. That'd be God. so that good. Was the, that was the thing about the first one. It was like one these people were, you know, they're, they're at war. So they're trained to kill and then being, yeah. you know, preyed by a predator that mm-hmm. goes for people that could fight, you know? Yeah. Let's get something else like that. Make it the a first cr- one is, a, is the best. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, so Make it. I hope that, and I do hope that they take that villain <laughs> where they use minimal dialogue. Right. And it really is like you're, they use like the world they build, the environment that they are, they are surrounded by their skills as hunters and whatnot. And then also the, you know, the, the intense stalking of the predator. I think that will add so much shit. Um, I feel I would love to do Predator 1 and Predator 2 on this yeah. show because I fucking love Predator 2. <laughs> that's, there is, that's not, there is I, nobody better to tackle the Predator than Danny Glover. <laughs> nobody. And I always love saying the line from like the voodoo witch doctor. It's not who he is. It's where he is. I love that, is that line so much. I say city? it all the time. I say yeah, it about my cat it all the time. <laughs> because he's like a little predator too you know just like walking around stalking people so i'm just like it's not who he is it's where he is <laughs> i and love that movie dude love and it plus that's the first time we get um any notion that uh alien and alien and predator take place in the same universe is yep. predator 2 yep 
Did you ever? Um, did you guys ever play the Sega Genesis the game, Predator? Yes. The, the Predator Two Sega Genesis game. Yes, is one of the hardest fucking video games <laughs> you'll ever play in your life. I rented it from Block uh, Blockbuster, and I couldn't get past the first level because you're Danny, you're poor Danny Glover, and you're trying to hide and shoot gang members all the while. Fucking predator sites are following you from a top screen because it's top down 2D, like old oh, graphics. And if that thing touches you, you're dead. And it's so <laughs> fucking unrealistically hard. There was another game that came out for the PlayStation 2 that was a predator game that you just played the predator. Concrete Jungle? It's pretty much Grand Auto, but if you were a predator. Concrete Jungle. I played it. Yeah. I love that game, yeah. dude. It's so, yeah, it's so good. I remember playing that one too. Oh, I yeah. loved it. It's a classic. Underrated. Uh, the. Now I'm gonna just talk about Alien Isolation is underrated every time. Underrated every time. Such a great game. And I feel like if they should just take notes from how that game was made and make a predator style game where you're fucking hunting with the predator, because the, the newer predator game wasn't good at all. Uh, no, 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 no. It was like a it was kind of like a how like a dead by daylight type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, if you did, yeah, if you did a movie like an isolation where you're being hunted by the predator and you got to like cover yourself in mud oh, and like fuck. make we- make weapons because like they make games like that, like green hell where mm-hmm. you got to defend your like you crash on the island and you got to survive and outlive the fucking uh, cannibals that live on the island. Yep. Yeah, just do the, do like a, a cool survivor sim featuring the predator would be sick. It'd be so cool. Mm-hmm, I'd like that. Um, any other news that we need to George, you said you had some news. Oh. Yeah, real quick, just because I'm really excited about it. But uh, the 40th anniversary of the thing is this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. and Easy. they're they're showing it in theater on June 19th and June 22nd. So uh, I'm going to get a chance to go. Yeah, I already got my tickets for it, so I'm pretty excited about it. So this is definitely a movie that I am looking forward to seeing on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Same, so same. yeah, I am for a chance. Check out your listings on the theaters because it's going to be awesome. I'll I post it the show links. Sorry, Dylan. Oh, no, go ahead. I was gonna say I'll post the the link like the Fandango is it Fandango that's doing it? Uh, it's the who does all the events? Uh, Fathom. Oh, Fathom. Fathom. That's what I meant to say. Fathom. So like in the show notes, uh, everyone you're listening, if you want to like find out where that's playing, you're like located near you in a theater. Um, I'll put the below <laughs> and just fucking go rock on and watch the thing on the big screen. Where is it playing? Like, is it like a certain chain of theaters? Uh, so it's various theaters. I think we uh, got ours at the AMC in Altamont or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I hear mine's playing at um like an older theater, which is fucking cool. Oh, yeah. That's sick. Yeah, I know. Oh, we should have checked the Enzion. Fuck. Yeah, the yeah, en- yeah it's it's played the thing should. before. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Sunray yeah. in Jacksonville is going to do it. The they, thing. They usually do the thing like around October time, but I know they have the 35 millimeter print for it already. So they'll probably do it on the 40th anniversary, but I'm going to definitely check that out too. I didn't get I haven't seen that one in theaters yet. I saw the uh the prequel in theaters <laughs> but i i did not see that one in theaters um the neca the toy company just announced oh, one of yes. their convention lineups bro and it's the fucking the uh the thing character in the the snowsuit with the light oh. uh, in the face it's that's super sick. fucking cool wait it's got the light like it lights up like that's the face is the fucking the light thing i don't know if it lights up that like the cover cool. if it lights up i'll buy it <laughs> I, I don't know. I need to look more about it. They just announced it today. Did oh, you see cool. NECA's other toy that they're coming out with? No, I did not. All right. So they're doing the lady uh, gremlin, but with the wedding dress. 
Holy You're shitting shit. me. Their Gremlin line is perfect, dude. I, I know. I want one so bad. What they've done is so good. What company is this? NECA. N-E-C-A. Okay. They do all. Dude, they are like the uh, action figure, like uh, life size, for like for life size, not life size, dork. They're like they're like eight inch figures. Cool. I'll have to check that out. I've, I've got their gremlin. Their gremlins are the life size. The gremlin dolls are life size, but they're incredibly fucking hard to get. Yeah. Um, but they are like full. Like you know how Jake, love you, Jake. Uh, <laughs> the life size ET doll. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They make those in grim with gremlins. Holy! I've shit. seen those. I've seen them in stores before. I'm almost but, positive I have. Yeah. The I want one so bad. You can actually, buy they they do everything. They do you know your classic monsters. They have really good Frankenstein, yeah, um, mummy. They have like Ghostface and they have Michael. They have like they do like Jasons, but they're like the movie. So they'll do like part three Jason or part six. Um, so it's kind of like what like, Super want, Seven does. Jason X. What'd you say, Dylan? It's kind of like what Super Seven does. Exactly. I've 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 gotten up. I've become obsessed with Super Seven because they do heavy metal action figures. Like they do Paul Bailoff and they do uh, fucking, oh my God, I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, Cliff Burton from Metallica. And they yeah. do, they do like, uh, I have a Gorilla Biscuits figure. I have a, a bunch of ghost figures. I just ordered, they just did um, a, a, a cool action figure for uh, the, the Minotaur off the Show No Mercy album cover from Slayer. Mm-hmm. And it's packaged it in like this cool fucking like pentagram shit. And I'm going to hang them on my wall. I'm not opening them. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put them up my studio here and kind of make a little collection going because uh I'm kind of getting out of collecting vinyl a little bit. Uh oh, it's just it's, yeah, it's just too frequent and too expensive. But now I found a too frequent and too expensive other hobby. Exactly. Which is buying really cool action figures. But I also feel Trading like in an addiction for another one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing, unfortunately. <laughs> And I'm jealous because Mike, you actually have one of the only two physical Super Seven stores near you. It's in San Francisco, like Mission Hill, I think, or something. Oh my God! I, think I didn't Mike know just that. Found out. Yeah, can go this weekend, dude. Yeah, there's one I'll in. Go this yeah, there's a Southern California location and a San Francisco location. That's fucking. Sick. And I'm telling you what, uh, <laughs> I may, oh, I may, I may have to cash app you for you to send me some shit that I may not be able to get online if they have it in store. So I will do that for you because I need to know uh, how many King Diamond action figures they got. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to clear them bitches out so I so badly want if anyone who listens to the show knows how to make these figures the super seven figures I so badly want to make Chumball the Bat a figure That'd really bad so if you can help plug someone that you know that can make a figure I'll give you one for free uh, uh, or whatever I just really want one the plushies are coming everyone they are in production, and we will have Chumball the Bat plushies ready to go here soon. Pat, but will, I want to make little figures. <laughs> Pat will take you to Olive Garden. You will have to pay Literally, for both of them. We will, <laughs> Pat will take you to Olive Garden, but you will have to pay the bill. Yes, one hundred percent. But he'll Facetime you while you're eating. <laughs> but hey, I paid you back. <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking get into the meat of the show. What the people actually come here for is us talking about fucking movies we watch and. What we think about them. they come here for us, Mike. They love That's us. True. And we love them. We sure do. Um, so the first movie we're gonna talk about today, guys, um, is a movie that I feel personally is was severely underrated, not talked about enough. Um, and is honestly, I think if I was to redo my top five, it's gonna be up there now. 
after rewatching it for the second time. And that is The Black Coat's Daughter, released in 2017, directed by Oz Perkins. Top five what? Uh, horror movies. For real. Really? Yeah. I, I kind dude, of. I really, really like. After rewatching this movie, I can. I like without a doubt say this is a it's just a really well done movie. I don't I don't like the score that it has. I don't think that it's accurate because I it's we'll not talk about why, but I really fucking like this movie. It really like the what it does to you as a watcher and the feelings it makes you feel. I don't know. I think it does what it does in a non cheesy way. Uh, usually when they do the satanic root on movies it's done very cheesy um very satanic panicky and corny and i think it does it it does a really good job and i'll we'll talk about that more um but os perkins i was like i didn't really know that name right and he did the i'm the pretty thing that lives in the house that was on netflix mm-hmm. uh, like a, a year before this movie and he also did, I don't know if you guys watched it, but the Gretel and Hansel movie that came out in 2020. Mm, they, yeah. Really weird. It has the girl that plays in It, the new It. Yeah. Uh, she's one of the main characters. Really weird movie. Um, it's like, it's PG-13, so it's not, you know, anything special, but it's really fucking weird. Um, I, I don't remember if I liked it or did not like it, but it, I would say if you're bored and you don't have anything to watch, watch it because it's kind of cool. The weird take on that. I saw the trailer where the woman pulled that hair, lot long hair yeah. out of her mouth, and I said, "That's gross. I'm good." So <laughs> I haven't nope. watched it. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't get that gross. I mean, the 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 effects are really cool, like the way they designed the house. But do um, do you know it who could have gone darker? I, pro- I I think. Do you know who Oz Perkins' father's father is? Uh, is it Senior Perkins? <laughs> no no <laughs> tony uh, tony perkins senior the lighting fixture king no it's um uh it is uh anthony osborne uh who was the actor who played norman bates in psycho oh shit Ooh. actually really fucking cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh. the more the you know you know right huh. right <laughs> george um, anyways, real quick, guys, if you haven't watched this movie, um, just a quick storyline for you. It's been out for fucking years. So what have you been doing to life? Um, two Catholic schoolgirls in Cat um, and Rose get left behind at their boarding school over a winter break as the other girls leave, where it's rumored that the nuns are Satanist. <laughs> While a disturbed mental patient, Joan, an escapee, which uh, is picked up by a middle aged couple who drive her on a determined trip to the same school where the girls must face the supernatural and demonic possessions. Well, you know what I love about this movie? I I didn't know it had a tagline to it. I knew, I knew St. Maud did because it was on the poster, but I never saw the poster for black coat's daughter. And the tagline is so fucking heavy metal. It is insane. The tagline is abandoned as a child raised by the dark. That is fucking black metal as shit, dude. (laughs) That is fucking. (laughs) That's metal as shit, dude. No cap. Like that is wild. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I do not. Like you said earlier, Mikey. Oh, Mike, I do. They do not agree with the scores here. We got a. We got a. We got a Metacritic of sixty-eight, which ah, hard pass. I'd give this at least twenty-five more points. Um, Um, I would. I would definitely put it up there. Rotten. It's got a rotten ratio of seventy-four fifty. Definitely don't agree with that. 
and it's got an IMDb score of 5.9. Do not agree with that at all. Well, no. Dylan, I'm going to go out on the record and say that there was an attack by the Christians who were uh, not about this satanic movie. It's got, well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I, I'm not doubting that like a bunch of angry Christians review bombed this movie, but I don't think a Christian person would even bother watching this movie. No, no, not at all. I don't. I mean, maybe they, maybe they thought it was like a period piece or something. <laughs> the Black Coat's daughter sounds like a fucking like English period piece movie for sure but maybe maybe yeah the black coach delta like that's what it sounds like but no it's Uh it's not it's not (laughs) you know it was all you know it was almost called february that was almost the original name yeah does do the events of the movie take place in february i'm not 100 percent sure but that that was right yeah that was all that's well that's what the movie was almost called and I'm glad it wasn't called that because Black yeah, Coat's I, daughter. I would have hated it if it was called. Yeah, February <laughs> is like such a non-rememberable name, which sucks because this movie is definitely rememberable. 100%. I was watching. Actually, it's been a while since I, I watched it from the when I first watched it with my wife and then now. My wife. There's a part, there's a part <laughs> of the movie that I forgot that I'm not going to talk about right now. And I, I think I called Patrick and I was like, bro, you've seen this movie before. Is this what's going on? And he was like, oh, shit, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to talk about it right now because it's really like one of the big like reveals in the movie. I remember um, we were talking about it in the early days in the podcast and that I think we reviewed like a trailer or some shit of this movie. Yeah, I think we did because we never I know was, we never did an episode on it. No, no, never. But I think it was at the hype of like us being like all like a 24 is the fucking shit. And they don't do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, no, they do. They, the they make, they make they, shitty movies. They make shitty movies. Yeah, you they, just don't no, hear about at, the time, at the time that this came out, they were they were on a good track. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, like starting off with my like what I wrote here, like watching this movie, I was like, Catherine, uh, who's one of the main characters, um, Dylan, who was she played by Pagan? I, I always refer to her as Sabrina. Catherine, yeah, she's played by uh, Kiernan Shipka, who was also when yeah. she was mad, she was Mad Men, she was uh, John Ham's daughter. Where I recognize her. Yeah, and she was also in Sabrina as well. So, which is really funny. And um, I don't know if you guys caught this, but the nuns, one of the names was Spellman. Sister. Oh, Spellman. I didn't know that. Uh, which is hilarious because when I heard it, I was like, wait a minute. That's her name in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, but I were like, she gives a, a chilling performance that I think huh. catapult. I actually think this role catapulted her into the Sabrina role. Um, she really Probably. does a great job like embodying embodying the kid that's abandoned at a boarding school because like in the beginning of the film like when she's talking to the priest she's like oh you're go- you're going to be gone you're going to miss my performance i and, was yeah i have that written down here because and, I, yeah go ahead i was just saying it, it just you can feel from her like the way she like with her body language like she was really looking forward to the fact that someone that she somewhat has as a freshman in the school, a connection with, because it doesn't seem like her parents really care about her. They've kind of dropped her off. Yeah, it could be. I, I there's a, there's so many different, like I, this is my second time watching this movie and there's a lot of ways to decipher this movie. I don't, I don't, I, 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 I would come to conclusions and be like, this is definitely it. And then, like, you'd realize at certain points, because the movie is split up into three chapters. There's the one based off of, uh, I believe, Joan is first, and then Rose, mm-hmm. and then uh, 
Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, no, Rose is first. Then okay, Joan, then. so yeah, so Rose, then Joan, and then Catherine. And when these stories are being told, they're being told through, I believe, the eyes of the person that the chapter is based on. So that's why right. I've kind of come to a conclusion. Well, I don't want to come to the, any conclusions yet, but I do believe that that line you're talking about when she says, "I'm just sad you'll miss my performance." The mm-hmm. way she says that, you know, for a fact that like something is going to be set up. Yes. Like she's setting like she's setting up the narrative with that line for something fucking wild to happen. Something big. <laughs> um was um I don't want to oh god. I the song because this movie like even though it's very satan satanic and that but that doesn't come into play until like later in the film. It's so over and I think this is really I honestly hilariously enough both movies are overtly religious. Uh, right but on pull, mm-hmm. on polar ends exactly like this school is i mean this movie's taking place in a you know catholic boarding school right we and, didn't even do that on purpose <laughs> that just I, happened no, I just, yeah I, not on purpose yeah like, oh man shit both these movies are very like very very religious correct even the movie uh, posters are polar opposites yeah mm-hmm. uh, and i just think like i mean like you know chipka gets a lot of shit for chilling adventures of sabrina i feel like and oh yeah not at not I, at I, first I, for me I loved her in the first couple of seasons, and then it just yeah, got. I think I think she suffered. Her character suffers from poor writing. Later oh yeah, the show got seasons. awful. But like, I loved the first season. I think the first season of that show was fucking fantastic, and I thought the direction they were going to go was a lot a lot cooler than they end up doing. But right, I, it, it, I think she has a just like Emma Roberts has something about her that makes her very creepy when looking at her. It's the eyes. Ooh. Yeah, it, yeah. Honestly, it. I, you know, I'd have to agree, George. It's definitely the eyes. Like it, they're almost like they're kind of like sunken in. They're a little yeah. bit. She's pale, and then there's kind of like you can see the dark rings. They gaze into your soul. Yeah. Uh, well, she uh, plays socially awkward like really well too. Yeah, and I think yeah. that adds to it. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like she's able to play this role very well because she's coming from Mad Men, and then Mad Men yeah. she plays kind of a lethargic daughter figure i do believe they give her like medication at one point that makes her kind of dull and she's just very good at playing like that zombie like out of body type person mm-hmm. um I, I, like, bitch I, looks dead inside and at that and at that <laughs> and at that point i feel like the beginning of the movie i feel like she's in a certain mind state and i know and this is something i didn't realize until the second time i watched it when what? it starts uh she wakes up uh, and she looks up and she says, father, and I didn't notice, mm-hmm. but that's not her father. Right. It's the black coat. It's the black coat. Now, whatever that is, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But, everything but, is like, but who the, is the man in the black coat? But the black coat shows her, uh, a vision or a dream of a car that was been destroyed pretty much. Right. And I guess that's alluding that her parents died in a car crash. Now, how she saw that vision, whether it was whether um, the beginning or memory or because I do believe the very beginning is a Catherine chapter without being named a Catherine chapter. So I believe that yes. this is all coming from her point of view, which is very important to mm-hmm. be distinct about because things occur differently even in uh, with like Jones aspect and with uh, Rose's aspect, things are play out differently. 
Um, things are a little right. bit more fantastical through uh, Catherine's chapters. So I believe. So I have my own personal theory at the end that I'll get into. But the way it's a it's a really killer setup for a movie. And something else I respect about this movie is that it takes its time. It takes its time. So so that's the great thing about this. It's 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 a possession story, but in a in a perfect like slow burn way. And also the effect of like how like, you know, watching the sixth sense for the first time and then the second time, this kind of has that same effect when in when the movie reveals what's going on and then rewatching it, you kind of pick up on certain little tidbits of like mm -hmm. uh, foreshadowing that. So it's kind of right. that's that was cool to, to actually because I didn't watch this and then rewatched it again back to back. It's been years. Yeah. And I don't I didn't remember much of my first viewing of it until I watching it again now. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. And start connecting dots and shit. I think um, one, I think the soundtrack adds just a, in, in, a, like a really eerie feeling. It makes you feel like slightly uneasy when you're watching this. Film. It's a you didn't like the soundtrack, though, right? Who, me? Yeah. No, I, I did. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, no. I think the sound design really does an effective job of like making you feel a certain way. On top of that, this director does a phenomenal job of using the outside environment or like internal like hallway shots to really like make amplify the feeling of isolation. He's because, very, like, and that's on purpose for sure. Yeah, <laughs> of course. 100%. They're in the middle of nowhere. And I think this just like I love when directors do those types of things. Like uh, it's my favorite thing when they do in The Witch. You know how Robert right. uses the you know the environment against you and this like you know the semblance of being alone and there's no one around you. I mean, like think about it. Like this is the giant boarding school in the middle of nowhere. Everyone is gone except for two students and two nuns. Or I don't know if they're nuns. They call them nuns. I don't right. think they are. They Whatever they are. They're sisters of the of the, the church. But I think he does a great job of just using those like long exterior shots or like when he's shooting down a hallway to really just make you feel like fuck. The you know, they're they're these teenagers are literally left alone in the middle of nowhere in the dead of winter. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. It's um it's Oz Perkins. It's his first movie. It's this is this is the first movie he's ever done. It's, it's oh, his direct, yeah, it's his directorial debut, which here is, we are, which is crazy, which is crazy. Oh uh, yeah, another another fucking coincidence. Another fucking thing. Yeah, Two another coincidence. That's why I I cannot believe I didn't put that together until right now. But yeah, I, it's but the I, debuts and the A twenty four debuts. <laughs> the yeah, the themes and all that. Um, I do believe that good directors uh, know how to turn elements of atmosphere into characters yes and that involves and this, and this and movie that, does it well yes and i feel like one of the best examples of that is tim burton and danny elfman as a killer right. combination and i feel like uh the person who did the score on this movie uh worked out worked very probably closely with oz perkins i'm sure oz had a lot of say so on what was you know how the scenes were affected by music uh no no better example of that in a horror movie than to me than the shining uh, but I, I'm, a, I love a good accenting score for a movie. And this movie certainly has that. And that can make and break your horror movie. A hundred percent. This one. Yeah, this is hundred percent. Mm-hmm. God. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What do you think, George? Dude, this movie, I'm not going to lie. It almost lost me at the beginning. 
Oh yeah, well, how's that? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like for some reason, like at the beginning, like I was like trying to figure, and like it starts off like so ambiguous too, because you're just like, okay, what's going on? And like the pacing is just really well throughout the movie, or mm-hmm. like it's it's literally like a roller coaster where it starts up and you have that like slow like climb to the top, and like as you go, like you're starting to like piece things together, and you're like, oh shit. Then you're like, oh shit. And then like all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. And then everything just hits the fan. It was, it was incredible. Um, for like being like literally a debut for a director, like you could not tell. Well, is this your of, this, this is yeah. your first time, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, and this is who else's first time is this? None. None. Okay, yeah. So me, no, me, Pat, and Mike have seen it twice. So uh, George, if you liked it enough to maybe watch it again, I would recommend it. Maybe give it some oh, yeah. time to breathe, but then I watch, it, watch again. it again. Because another thing I kind of noticed up through a second watch, uh, like you said, the way the movie is paced is interesting. And I think that was done on purpose because, and I think you can agree with me on this, George, uh, it's done. It's told in a very schizophrenic back and forth type way, which I believe is a hint at the mental state of the character of the uh, character. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a hint of the mental state of how, maybe she's perceiving things or maybe how things are done. Um, It could just be a reach, but I definitely felt that the second time that the way it was shot and the way it was told was kind of on purpose. No, it is. Cause, cause that's why a lot of the times too, is like, you see her just waking up with Mm -hmm. no recollection. Like there's her like doing something and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, she's waking up and like, she's like kind of confused. But like at this point she's like, eh, it's just another fucking another here we go again like oh shit i don't know man i think she's fully aware Um, i think i think we should break into spoilers now i think i think there's blackouts well well there's another line i want to point out real quick i'm sorry mike but there's another point i want to point out because we pointed out that i wish you could see my performance line but there is a line that is there is a line that later in the movie that is just that is creepier than that one fucking do it dylan don't you do it i was gonna say it Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to see if we got it. Let me just. All right. Let me set up the scene. And if you tell me if I'm right, Uh uh-huh. it's post shower. She's in the (laughs) closet. Right. Rose is watching, watching over her, talking to her in the room, in the room. I'll let you say it, but I'll build up to it. So Rose is talking to her, trying to get some like, you know, hey, have you heard from your parents or whatnot? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, they're not coming. They're dead. They're dead, dead. And she's yeah. like, you don't joke about that. You don't joke about that. And then Rose says, as she's about to leave the room, because she's been tasked by the headmaster to watch over this freshman mm-hmm. while till Friday. Does she look at the does she look at the headmaster like the black coat? Right. I do you think the I I think she like I don't think so. He's a pawn in her game. Cause she because she seems to take his word as law like she right. would maybe the black coat could be, it could be also be like you know the feeling that she she's probably like what 13 14 because she's a freshman in the school yeah she's tired of being abandoned Lost. maybe or tired of yeah, being alone maybe as a father figure so she and goes so that's the uh, all right so we're going to spoilers right well no, Ro- well rose well, well, fucking scene right now yeah well rose it. is walking out she says can i get you anything else yeah, and Catherine, Dylan, I was going to build it up for you. Well, I'm just going to go for it because you two are uh, uh, figuring that out. She, she, <laughs> as they're talking, she's a uh, Rose goes, can I get you anything else? And Catherine says, no, you had your chance. Oh my God. And you're just and like, Rose Fuck! Does the hardest thing out of anyone ever in a horror movie goes to her room. is like, 
that shit ain't cool. That ain't right. <laughs> do I it's shit? Do I piss? Do I vomit? Do I do all three? What do I fucking do? What did, why did she say that to me? Why? 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 <laughs> like and she shoves her dresser in front of the door. Yeah, I, I would. I love how the sudden change in demeanor after Rose uh, finds her is, is awesome. When she says, no, you had your chance is the creepiest shit. And I love that Rose is smart enough to push the dresser against the door. Fuck the words, the fucking smirk that she gives after. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no, I God. think the combination is is together has to be because it is one of the. Evilest sounding lines I've I've ever heard now it, was was that scene before or after the furnace scene uh before. after no after after yeah you're right George like right like almost right after yeah because yeah. we have to talk about that furnace scene because that that sets a lot because we also got to mention the fact that um she told when Rose was sneaking out to meet up with her boyfriend and it's also implied uh that she might be pregnant by the guy yeah. that she's dating um, she goes to sneak out and the girl tells uh, Rose tells Catherine a story about how the sisters wor- got caught worshiping the devil, the devil. Mm-hmm. And now this is where I'm starting to think that elements of the, uh, of the, of the thing about the teachers or the sisters. I don't know if Catherine knew that before that, because she got the phone call. She got a phone call in the hall um, or she put in two quarters and tried to call her dad. And right. what happened was she got a different person. Oh yeah. She got a different she, person. Uh-huh. And and this she was got Papa Coke. And this was before her recital when she sang the right. song. And what happened was I don't know, we don't know who it is, but also the way that the the the, the mixing and of the of the voice is so effective and so creepy. You you got if you don't have subtitles on, you will not know what he's saying. No, no, you had to have subtitles. Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, oh, boy, kill all the cunts. But, yeah, but he says, I "Can't hear the movie if I can't read the words." Yeah, my <laughs> subtitles. I can't hear without my subtitles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's like, uh, so the voice says, "Your parents aren't coming. Kill the cunts. Kill all the cunts. <laughs> kill all the cunts." And that's such a fucking wild thing to say. <laughs> this is such a wild well, thing to say to somebody over the phone, and. It, I, I don't know if because I don't know if she's heard that story before Rose told it, because if she hasn't, then there is no devil worshiping story to influence why she would see the black coat because the black coat, as you can see, since the beginning of the movie has been mm-hmm. a presence around her only through her point of view, though. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, we don't know if that's a real thing that he that the black coat is choosing only to show reveal himself to her. Or if it's just a manifestation of her mind that she's created from the because of death her, of her, her family parents. that she is not able to cope with. But then you there's other things it. that make me wonder about that because we get to Joan's story. Joan. Yeah. Mm. So done by our favorite lady. La- dude, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts is no wrong. <laughs> Emma Roberts. Yeah. We love but her. I need to know. From each one of you, when did you know, and Dylan, get ready for that button, that Joan was Catherine? You have to say spoiler alert, dude. You can't just do that. <laughs> Sorry. But I, I need to know, when did you guys know, know that Joan was actually Catherine? Because I wrote here, I was like, I find it remarkable that mm. the director is able to present a story 
where with three main characters, when you first watch this, there are three characters that you you think that Rose, Catherine, Joan, but then you reveal that it's been two characters the entire time, and Joan is the future nine years in the future of Catherine. Right. Right. And and it, you know, one of the complaints about I've been hearing about this movie is that the two actors don't look very similar. So it's whatever, whatever that pl- that's mm. supposed to that's that plays a part of the twist of the movie, right? Right. Yeah. My first watching of it, I can't remember what part particularly was the part that made me go ah, it's. I know for timelines. me. I know for me. But it was the visions that she started seeing, and I started clicking the the notes and like yeah. connecting the dots. Yeah. No, for me, it was uh, when she saw the photo of Rose. Same. Right. Right. Because Same. because uh, how Reaction. Jones chapter starts is she's mm, kind of kind yeah. of at a bus stop in the snow and this guy, random guy walking by offers to give her a ride because she's going to uh, Portsmouth and they're heading to uh, Bramford, which, by the way, Bramford is the name of the apartment building in Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. 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 <gasps> Bramford Apartments. The baby. Mm-hmm. Baby. Yeah. So definitely, <laughs> yeah, with this with the satanic element in this movie, definitely takes uh, a lot of uh uh inspiration from Rosemary Baby. Oh. But then again, what and what devil movie Rose. doesn't? Huh? And her name being Rose. Yeah. Rose is very oh. true. Very true. Um I, I the 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 actor who plays the dad, I can't quite remember who he is, but Lauren Holly plays Linda James the mom. Rebar. And do you guys from did she look recognizable to you guys at all? Because she was in another movie. I mean, you already told me before we did the podcast. No, I didn't tell you. I didn't. I told you oh, I wait. knew, but I didn't tell you what movie. Oh yeah, yeah. What movie? She was Mary Swanson in Dumb and Dumber. Huh. Oh, she was. The, she was oh, the shit. woman that they went all the way to the Aspen to give her the money. She was Mary Swanson. <laughs> yep. God damn it! Mm-hmm. Only you would fucking be like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I said oh, I. I said I know who that is. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. George, what about you? When did um, you piece it so together? It, it was kind of a combination of a lot of things. Uh, well, a few things and a lot of things. Like even without having watching it twice, like once you find everything out and like you start replaying everything back in your head, it goes back to the very beginning where there's like slight inklings of like what's actually going on. But it was actually the uh, the gun wound in her shoulder after the she gun took a shower. In her shoulder, yeah. Yep. Because it's like that. And I don't remember if it's right before Wait a that minute. or after that, that they have the flashback of the, the, uh, like the officer. shooting. Yeah. yeah. The yeah officer. But it's like that a very stone has that flashback, not Catherine. What do you mean? No, well, Kath, but Kath. Wait, so I forgot. What I was has, okay. So you, we first see the gunshot wound on Joan when she's showering, right? right. When Joan is drying off after the shower and she touches it or no, She's either she doesn't the touch back, it, but they highlight it. it. They yeah, kind of highlight it. Though. Yeah, that's when you see the cop pull the the trigger. The flashback is Joan. Yeah, because right. Joan right. is having flashbacks of the, basically how the how yeah. the cat well, I'm story not saying, ends. I'm not saying that's what gave it away, but that's what like started like literally the snowball effect from that point. Like the little things that they would like start to show, or like the things that they would say, or like the way they would shoot things or address things. It just like slowly just started to fall into place. Like I couldn't give you an exact like ha ha, but like that was like the first moment that yeah, I was like, I feel hmm. like the ha ha moment is is the reveal in the <laughs> diner when <laughs> the priest is like, yeah, we lost our daughter nine years ago, and he goes like, here's a picture of her, and she goes, <laughs> and she like she like, yeah, that is such a weird thing to do, right? And right. Just, like that click, you're just like, 
I I get it. I get oh, it. I get it. I get. I get why she did it. Like she's the one who did it. I get why she. I get why she laughed though. I get it because, um, I I I had a question. This is another element of the movie that maybe I'm overreaching, but maybe I think it has something to do with it. Uh, when the when the father picks her up, he uh he starts to admit more things about his daughter who passed away and how she looked a lot like her. Um, right. he said that God brought them together, that they, God meant for them to cross paths. And then when she saw the photo of Rose, she chuckled because yeah. I also think that if God can bring people together, so can the devil. 100%. And I believe that she's laughing because she goes, Oh my God, he, 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 he brought me here. He's I'm on the right path. That's why she laughed. She goes, I have to do, I have to, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, I guess we're in spoiler territory, so it'd be, it'd be what it is. Uh, she ends up killing him. She uh, she ends up killing both the parents because um, when Catherine, uh, they found Catherine. Oh, God. Do I want to talk about the ending? Do no, we want to no, get no. into that we yet? No. About, we need to talk about Cat, why Cat why or Joan slash Joan is in the, the institution in the first place, which is there is a scene where they're eating lunch Catherine is they're about to say grace and Catherine's not saying grace and at this point Catherine's she's super pale there's she's got like black uh, like under bags in her eyes like she's different you can tell that she's being super super effective well the night before she had she was bent backwards or forwards or however like inverse I guess you would say is how she was she she became it's it's a short scene but it's a scene that suggests that she was possessed by something yeah, yeah. but it's her point of uh, view so whether it's real or not exactly i mean all mm-hmm. of it yeah objective to the fact of like is she actually possessed by the devil or is she right from type of someone's illness schizophrenic but, um but i love that she just fucking straight up pee, pee pukes all over the fucking table. right oh i love that i thought that was mm-hmm. so fucking awesome which by the way um I guess this kind of ties into the ending, so I'll get into it later. Just remind me. Just remind me. And then we you know they take her to the you know the sisters take her to the room. They're checking on her, and then she call like she says, "Don't touch me, you cunt." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but cunt and, is doubled voiced. Yes. Oh my god! And they hear it. That's what I love about. Yeah. It. The reaction is so like. Whoa, oh fuck! I, I think that they were more shocked at the word. I don't think they heard it. I don't think yeah, they heard the double voice. I think they just were shocked at the word cunt. And I love 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 I, I so to me i think they heard it right i think their reaction there's a slight bit of fear i don't think it's real i don't think it's real but the reason and i feel like why i think they heard it is one because of the fear but it almost makes you feel like they know that she's possessed and that they actually are devil worshipers because you kind of get this sense of like there's a very hesitant pause right before they leave the room well doesn't she see them in the boiling room fucking rocking no, that's no, that's yeah, Rose. Okay. That's the boiler scene. Rose sees Rose sees Catherine. Catherine right. bowing and the and the way I don't know if that's an editing thing they do, but the motion in which she's bowing is oh. almost like um hyper realistic. Yeah. It's well, very like it's very it it's very odd and disturbing movements. Almost like that's in right. uh Ugh. what is that movie what is during the uh, Asian horror month, the movie I really liked, one of the first ones we watched. With the uh, with, huh, Pulse? Pulse? yeah, where with the scene where she goes into the house and that 
thing comes out of the wall and starts coming yep. towards them. It's something yeah. like that. Not as a, you know, it's in that wheelhouse of style of like oddly irregular movement. movement. Right. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't settle with your brain because right. it's like very fast, yeah. almost too fast to be done on your own. I don't know. It's wild, but she gets the love and warmth. The, the furnace represents the love and warmth that she feels from some form from hell <laughs> well some form of parental figure or someone that's there for her because to me ultimately the whole movie the whole movie has to do with loneliness and that's okay. why and that's why i think it's all in her head that's what, because no one else sees or hears any of this but her right and uh well yeah and, and it could have been caused by again with her Killing her family, killing her parents, and whatever. Did she do it though? Did she kill him, or did they get or in did a wreck? The, did the demon make her do it, and that's why she continues to kill? No, I just, I just think that he's making her remember what happened, and I think that she's just refusing to deal with it. Right. And I think she snapped, and that's why I think this story is told so schizophrenically because I think it's a, a parable of her mind. Like, so once she brutally fucking murders and decapitates everyone. The yes, Rose, and then uses their fucking head. It's <laughs> down below and down as she's doing her fucking seance and shit. Um, well, she doesn't do it with the heads and the seance first. She's down there praying. To well, yeah, but there's head. no severed heads yet because she cuts the heads off and Rose That's, is out of the I'm house. That part. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about the part where she kills all three of them. Well, and well, uses their heads down below. Well, she killed. Well, Rose isn't even in the house. Rose is well, back at the school, and she's going down the stairs and sees the bag of severed heads at the bottom of the stairs. She doesn't see the severed heads at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, Rose walks out and looks at the bottom of the stairs, and there's two severed heads in a bag, and then well, she yeah, gets stabbed. But I'm just talking about in general. In general, the at this point in the movie, I'm talking about all three have been killed. Right, and but I feel like we should discuss why well, we should talk about how Rose got killed because she's kind of a pivotal character. Fuck Rose. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, she gets brutally stabbed. She just wants to smoke cigarettes and fuck her boyfriend. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Is that how we're all just trying to live? Yeah, what come I, on. I, I, well, and she and she was uh, pregnant, right? Uh, well, she had a period, so. Or oh. she, yeah, she had her period, so I don't think she was pregnant. Okay. There was a pregnancy scare. Yeah, I think it was a scare. But no, Rose is brutally fucking killed, and it is goddamn. It's hard it to watch. Fuck. It's hard to watch. <laughs> it's, uh, pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah, I love. I I forgot how brutal the movie because like the thing I hated at first when I first watched this I was like oh my god are they not going to show us have her like the kills <laughs> is that's what this rated R movie is going to be no kills on screen right and I kind of I kind of liked if it was like that at at fir- my first uh, viewing because I'm like I'm a person that likes uh, show but uh, tell but insinuation don't show. is key for me as yeah. well especially I mean, with a slow burn movie like this yeah. But when it gets when it gets violent, oh, buddy, does it get violent? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she it, goes all fucking stabby McStabberson on this motherfucker, and I love it. I love how brutal <laughs> Catherine fucking comes dealing with his goddamn letter and up. Oh, my fucking LOL, though. Yeah. <laughs> if Pat, if Pat says, if Pat that. says it gets wild, it gets wild. You know, I have to let y'all know that. Yeah, no. I just want to say, because it just like popped up in my head, like one of the biggest things that I just want to say, because I don't watch trailers, so I didn't know what the fuck it was walking into. Can I just tell you that? I, and I already told you that at the beginning, I like 
wasn't really convinced at the very start. I was not expecting to get a fucking to get a slasher film and an exorcism film and a right. goddamn fucking all sorts of schizophrenia fucking dude. This well, fucking what, this movie was fucking just uh, wow. Well, Mike, that's why I like this wow. movie. It, it it takes the biblical horror shit and kind of uh, challenges that idea. It's not like so like you could take it literally that she is possessed by a demon that she's doing these things or she's fucking crazy. <laughs> Or she's not possessed and she's just acting on the be acting on the behalf of the devil. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like, which is a fresh take on this genre. But I wanted to get to and to to combat Dylan's fact and like that he thinks this is in her head. How do you explain the exorcism in the institution? Because uh, because straight up lifts out of the bed. Again, you have to watch it happen again. You have. Well, we watched it happen through whose point of view exactly. i watched her body i didn't watch it through her eyes <laughs> listen uh, listen what do you say about people who I'm say that on this yeah how, what do you say about people who say they feel the lord running through them and stuff which is also a thing in saint maude um I, I feel i feel like anybody i feel like anybody will feel a certain way or believe what they want to believe to uh, to go along with whatever narrative they're trying to create to protect themselves from coming to, not to a harsh so reality. Wrong, and theme. if that means they, f- they f- imagine themselves levitating, then so be it. But I don't, but again, <laughs> you, you can't trust Rose. You can't yeah. trust Catherine's point of view. You just can't because Damn it, it, this both movies have levitating. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But I, but a, per, but a person can manifest a lot of things if they no, want to see them I or know. what they want to feel them. I I'm totally I totally agree with you. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And no. I think what's really sad is like during that scene, you know, we see the the black coat figure in the corner and she's like, don't. Oh, no, dude, she doesn't want him to leave. It's like it's like the am- first time a possession movie where a demon leaves. And I'm like, no, don't, don't I, go. Yeah, it, it was sad. It was it was like your dog running away or something like that. Yeah. It was just fucking and sad. That, and I love how everything circles back. So like we have Joan. She's with the people. She finds out that who she's been with this entire time while trying to go back to Bramford is the parents of the girl that she killed. So what does she do? She fucking murks them in their fucking car. Violently. Just violently. Why? Why she she does that? Why, Patrick? I have a a, because so she gets exercise and the the demon leaves her, right? Yep. She's lonely. So yep. what other way do you think you you can get that demon to try come it back? again to bring him back? Well, which is what exactly happens. Well, have y'all noticed that um, Joan recreates what she did as Catherine to try and get him to come back because she does everything in sequences. Um, yep. She at and first the reason that her vision of her parents are like in a car setting or car accident or some shit like that. Well, what I was well what I was saying was is that Catherine. When she was Catherine, put in two coins and got a phone call from the devil. Catherine Joan puts in two coins and gets a, this number is no longer in service, which is also a hint at he's not real. He's not coming back. He was a part of your mind. Then she takes a shower or a bath or whatever, which you could see with Catherine when she does that. The black coat demon is in the reflection of the tiles on the wall. The and El then and then Joan does it and Joan does <laughs> it in the motel. <laughs> Joan it. does it in the motel. And then uh, <laughs> after that, uh, Catherine throws up and then Joan throws up. And then yeah. after that, 
Catherine murders everybody and beheads them. And then Joan murders everybody and beheads them and takes them to right. the furnace. But what, when she gets there, the Nothing furnace happened. is cold and out and, and abandoned. I think it's supposed to represent like the entrance the of hell gone. or whatever. Well, it represents abandonment and the cold right. feet and the cold fire going out of what you once felt is no longer there. Then she walks out into the snow it's, and just starts best, crying because ultimately best. you cannot recapture the past. No matter how many heads you cut off and put in front of a furnace. That's <laughs> bullshit because when she, she stops crying because he comes back. He doesn't. She doesn't you, stop you crying. See in the background too. Yeah, she does. She doesn't stop she crying. Stops crying. Her whole. You didn't see him hanging out in the tree, bro. No, I didn't see that. I don't remember him hanging on the tree. But he's in the tree. You need to rewatch the ending, Dylan. Because he's in the tree. She cries, she's yelling like in this, these cries, and she starts laughing because yeah. he comes back. There's a slight breeze in the wind, and her whole demeanor changes. From the she, beginning of that scene, because I was looking for him, because I was like, oh, I was like, I know I can't this remember if, come I back. I don't know. I didn't see him in the no. tree. I mean, it's just sad. There was a so very before, dark shadow. Before we dissect like, that, the tree, it was close enough for me. I'm she, telling you right now, that, I, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think that's it. George, so you thought it was an alpaca, right? Oh my yeah, God. it's an alpaca. I thought it was a alpaca demon. I thought it was a bunny demon. An alpaca demon. It's an alpaca demon. The fact that I said that she like smiles or laughs at the end of the movie because she does. I, yeah, see, I, I don't know. Fucking... I, I see both sides. I see both sides. I see where Dylan, because like it could basically be an imaginary friend, right? She's just trying to get her friend back. That, so she thinks oh, that decapitating oh, right. your head could be a whole thing. But at the same time, like once the demon's exercise and gone, like he's just gone and he's away from that building. He's just not there anymore. I am. So, I am watching. Well, the, too, I, 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 <laughs> I am watching the ending right now. She does not smile. She is crying. She is crying her eyes out and then it ends. I'm watching it right now. Show me on the screen. All You're right. Fucking, the alpaca demon would have came back. Keep playing. If playing she it, captivated three people. Playing it. She's playing it. Her demeanor changes. She's no longer. She's crying. not. No, she's, she's crying. She's she's not, not. She is not smiling. I have yeah, two eyeballs. I'm looking at him right that. now. Yep, yep. He took the phone back because he knows. Look, she smiles. You're looking through a webcam, dumb shit. I'm looking at it right on my fucking <laughs> phone. There is no demon in the background. She is not smiling. All right. Hey, I'm going to well, fucking watch. Like, I'm going to re-record the ending because right before the cr cuts credits, she does stop crying. She stops crying, but she's not smiling. Yeah, to get so she is not smiling. I don't, I don't see any demon in the background whatsoever. I'm not there's a demon. Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. Y'all circle it. Y'all circle it. Y'all go on YouTube like I just did. You know what? Circle the Look, demon. Circle the smile so I know what y'all are I'm talking about. I'm not saying there's a demon. But if Some of y'all are. out there. I uh, said there's a demon in the tree. Dylan's, Dylan's triggered right now. I was I'm very around. triggered. <laughs> I'm very triggered because I wrote good notes you and I've watched this, this movie, movie twice. <laughs> you watch it and you tell us what she did. Her demeanor change at the end of the movie. Does she go from crying to being calm? And the, there's a, there's a smile that takes place before the credits. She end. calms down, but there is no smile. I I got as close to the screen there's as I could without frying my rods and cones. Dylan, I promise you. Anti Satanist. The devil comes Listen. back for her. Nope. Because he comes back for us all nope. in the end of the world. Nope. He Listen. left her ass, dog. He left her ass. We got to thank the devil for bringing all four of us together. <laughs> got to thank the devil. Got to go. Satan, thank you, oh prince of darkness, for bringing how do we keep the lights on this place? Together to talk about horror movies while snacking on delectable treats. How, and how do we keep the lights on this place? The devil. <laughs> the devil. Um, but no, man, I mean, I don't want, I don't know. Um, 
I love this movie. I think it deserves way higher scores throughout reviews. I think it needs to be talked about more. I think it's a great take on possession or um, biblical horror. Biblical horror. I think it does. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just a, a roundabout good movie. There's no real plot holes. The director does a good job of creating characters you instantly are grabbed a hold of, and you kind of want to know what's their story, what the fuck's going on in their life. Even Rose, like, is she this? Pre- she comes off as this pretty perfect girl, but you find out she's not. She smokes and she's having promiscuous sex. Sinner, <gasps> sinner, promiscuous um, girl, you're teasing but, me. <laughs> you know what? And I got what but you need. I just, I don't, I don't know what the <laughs> negatives are about this movie because it is, it, it gives you like so much as a horror fan in these types of possession type films and it gives you some satanic propaganda (laughs) that's my two cents i would give it like if i was giving it a score of my own out of five i'd give it a four and a half out of five i think it does a great job of telling a story captivating you enough that's fair and it has a really cool timeline difference thing that if you haven't watched it you you pick up on it and that's not done well oftentimes like it takes you a minute halfway through the movie to find out that Joan is actually Catherine. Hey, man, like I, I always say, two heads are better than none. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> but those are my my words. Yeah. Well, George, what what's your score? We, you see here, yeah, I do have to agree with Mike. Uh, it is very close to what I gave it. I gave it a four. Four uh, decapitated heads as a sacrifice to the alpaca demon. Out of five. <laughs> I love that. And the alpaca demon, demon must but- have his heads. He must yes. have his heads, damn it. He needs his skulls. Kill the cunts. And he is not in the trees in the end. He is not in the trees. <laughs> Alpacas hang out in trees, damn it. Yeah. I said I said that as a joke. Damn. <laughs> what about you, buddy? What are you giving this movie? Uh, I give it uh, yeah, same score. Four. Four's fine. Four. Okay. And Dylan. I'm also give it a perfect score now. Dylan will yell at me. I'm also cool with a four. <laughs> I'm also cool with a four. Um, I, I'm also cool with a four and a half. I'm all, I'm cool. With, I'm feeling I'm feeling a strong I'm feeling a strong four light four and a half. You know what? He woke up on the right side of the bed when he watched it. Four That's, and a half. This <laughs> this movie literally has everything like you could ever ask for. Like take one piece out of every horror movie and every like subgenre or whatever it's in this movie somehow. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. It vibes from start to finish. Yeah, you know, it this does. movie's a vibe. Turn the lights off. Throw your fucking hue lights on red. Yeah. Just fucking eat some popcorn. Hail Satan. Oh my God. That there's another line. When the fucking sheriff comes down. Oh yeah. Drop the knife. Drop the knife. And she's like, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Damn. Um that was hard. No, again, let us think you guys. Yeah. (laughs) You wanted it, Um, you got it. Love it. Uh, but tell us your guys' thoughts. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear like whether you like this movie or if you didn't like this movie, uh, what your score is, um, whatever you have to say. Just fucking tell us about it. We love that kind of shit. Um, but the next movie, the next I, I, movie, I got to pee. <laughs> Patrick's got to pee. You piss your pants movie. like the rest of us, Pat. <laughs> uh, what do you mean, Pat? You don't have a catheter inserted like the rest of us? Like, what you don't the hell got that? bottle on your desk. Y'all pissing like um, astronauts out here. <laughs> so this next movie, um, Saint Maud, is a 2019 release, the directorial debut of Rose Glass, a UK director. Uh, first timer as well. 
Yeah. What? Writer and director. Yep. Writer and director. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Another this A24 movie. movie. Actually, uh, wasn't 2019 the original release date and it got pushed back to 2021? I think so. Yeah. because no, it I watch 2021? I'm trying yeah. To February 12th, 2021 is the official release date. <laughs> But everybody, when uh, everybody, when I watched reviews to kind of see like what other people's takes and opinions were on the movies, um, that they, they said that it had a shit ton of like delays at the beginning. So I think it no, just, I I, yeah, I just think it why bad timing and everything. But it, it did end up coming out sometime last year, February twelfth. No, really? That's what it said on. Uh, that's what it said I when I when I googled I feel it. Like- I don't know, man. I feel like this movie did come out around twenty. No, it came out last. It happened in COVID time. It came out last year because I almost went and saw it and didn't do it. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go to IMDb, dog. It'll tell you on the shit. Yeah, go fact check Uh, me right now. Because I that 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 just seems weird. But go fact check me. Go ahead. Uh, All right, hold on. No, I'm gonna go. Yeah, she wasn't smiling at the end of the movie. Fuck you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. God damn it. Fuck. We're done talking about that fucking movie, Pat. Um, anyways. Guys, oh, y'all are because you're wrong. That's why you're done with it. Uh, I got eyeballs, god damn it. <laughs> god damn job. I just like being I just like being right. It's no big deal. Anyways, so St. Mod there, but for the grace of God goes Mod, a reclusive young nurse whose impressionable demeanor causes her to pursue a pious path of Christian devotion after obscure trauma. Now charged with the hospice care of Amanda, a retired dancer, ravaged by cancer, Mod's feverent faith quickly inspires an obsessive conviction that she must save her ward soul from eternal damnation at whatever cost. Mm, I like that. That was a good read, right? Mike. That was a good read. Thanks, thanks man. I try yeah, my best. I like that a lot. Um, it says I, here September 2019, but okay. God damn it. That's what I had. I think that's I, the original release. Man, or, it, like the planned one. I do feel like this movie did get delayed. I don't know. I feel like it came out in 2020. I feel like that's when I watched it. I want to say that because I know we were doing the podcast when we were when it first got talked about. I remember okay. talking about this movie on the podcast. Like when a trailer was released, um, Roku, fuck. But um, Pat, movie. I would love to know your initial thoughts of this film. Oh, I saw this right after uh, Black Coat, so I was like, "Wow, they, we really hit the ball with this one." <laughs> with really the theme. <laughs> I was like, "I was like, this is like the yin and yang. <laughs> it's like it's I mean, polar opposites." Oh, Mike, Mike, let me clear something up. We're both right. So, uh, it was released September eighth, two thousand nineteen, and at the TIFF Film Festival, and uh-huh. and then the October 9th, twenty twenty, in the United Kingdom, and then in America, it was released on January twenty ninth, followed by video on demand and Epics on February twelfth, twenty twenty one. See, we can come together and we know. can all be right. That makes sense. Now so they try to release it, and then the mm-hmm. world with the shit. The yeah. world with the shit, and that's why Damn I don't it. remember watching it, bro. Yeah, because. 2021 was such a fucking blur in everyone's life that I didn't I did not but I remember downloading epics to watch this film. Mm-hmm. Right. But anyways, I'm glad we cleared that up. Patrick, continue. But what well, I forgot what I just said. Uh polar opposites, yada yada. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I re- we appreciate that take. <laughs> I, I Good job, Pat. Polar um, opposites, like yada yada. It. What are you gonna do? It's uh, you know, uh, again with the A24, I was like, okay. And it was a it was 
paced a little not as slow as the as uh black coat but still had like a slow pace to be like okay what's I, I, going on no i don't way, think it was in had any fucking hmm? i would say this movie's slower than black coats it you is. really think so it okay. is yeah yeah i think because i watched it back to back so i was like okay <laughs> uh, going? well uh don't get the stick on yeah well this movie uh, i love the tagline for this movie too i just love taglines but i love the tagline <laughs> and, I, and if, i'm gonna include them in all of them so i mean our podcast has yeah. the best tagline that's true um <laughs> your your savior is coming i like that a lot it's very cool yeah um but yeah uh it's definitely viewed as a better movie than black coat's daughter but i do well, not personally think it is no meta gave it an 83 which i think is fair maybe i do give it a little lower um rotten the rotten ratio is 93 64 so a lot of critics critic praise which i don't doubt i don't listen to oh, the critics there's though. a conspiracy here <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to critics really. Um, no. And that we, this, if anything, this shows us that critics, bunch of hacks. Yeah. But the audience <laughs> gave it a 64. And I think that's too low. I think that's, well, that's too low. The audience are probably, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And IMDB Listen. gave it a 6.7. Um, I loved uh, Morphid Clark, uh, the actress who played Maud. I yeah. thought she was fantastic. Turns out um, she was in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. She was. I didn't see that yeah, one. She was, and she's going to be in the Lord of the Rings TV show coming out. That's Ooh. on my notes too, Dylan. It's mm-hmm. very <laughs> cool. And what I love is uh, Maud has a mean. The name Maud has meaning to it. Uh, I believe it's either Welsh or German meaning. It's probably but, Welsh because she's a Welsh. Yeah, she is Welsh as well. Um, Maud means battle mighty or powerful battler. Yo. And so that that plays into her role of being someone who's willing to fight to save the soul of somebody from internal damnation. I god damn it, man. I watched this movie when like I said back in whenever the fuck it was available. Loved it then. I, I love this movie. I think it's really cool. Um and I think it does a really good job of doing another religious toned theme. And I don't know how the hell we pulled that off. I really don't. I really don't. I like. But I mean, I know awesome. like I it's it's doing, either the power of God or Satan. Literally, when I did the like reveal videos, I kind of used the same phrasing. Like I said, like creatures of the night, like rejoice as we dive into like the satanic pleasures of the black coat daughter, and then I also did like rejoice um, for the sexual pleasures of this movie because this movie is also somewhat is very somewhat sexual because every time my very my sexual comes. Yeah. To mod, my girl is straight orgasming, and it is the funniest shit because it happens at the most random times. She's like walking up some stairs. God chasms. She's like fingers. she's like one of those only fan girls that walks around with like a donation vibrator on. That like they walk around and the more donations they get, it like Bluetooth sends off a vibrator you know, in their pants and shit. So it's like what I call it. I don't fucking know, dude. I, I'm surprised you don't know. I'm not gonna lie. When <laughs> it, it's a godgasm. Godgasm. Ooh. That's a sick band name. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what 
when it first happened, I was like, oh, there's no way that's what I was like. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's all oh, that's happening. Because no, at first you're like, OK, like she's compelled by the fucking Holy Spirit, Father of Christ. And you're oh, like, it's oh, compelling. Oh, right? oh, it's go- oh, it's oh, it's in there. <laughs> well, she has the no, well, she has the sex it. scene with the with the with the one random dude. And honestly, well, dude, I think it, 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 it's a sex scene until it turns not to a sex. Scene. Oh, yeah. Which I'll get into in a minute. Oh, but yeah. I like that scene because I think. Because I was as I was watching it, he was trying to put his hands on her, and she put his hands away. Because I think she was trying to pretend he was God. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And she was trying to fuck God, and I was like, "Yo, is she trying that to fuck was, Jesus right now?" That was at the time when she was lost mm-hmm. in the film because she was like, "God, why have you forsaken me?" Type of shit. But before we get into that, before, before we get there, that's that's way deep into the movie, right? I think one. The color palette of this film is great. I yeah, think the way, a lot of green, a lot of greens and blues. And I love that. Um, and we love green on this podcast. We Money and green. weed. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love how um, I, I love how the added narration throughout the film is used as a tool to also, again, make you feel uneasy because it like narration can be done. You know, it makes you know when you watch certain things it's nice it's pleasant it's describing things to you but getting this like some of the things you don't really get in horror movies or a lot of movies in general is what the inner thinkings of the main character is right so you, we have like the main dialogue and we we make our assumptions based on those conversations. Right. but like in this movie you have main dialogue between characters mainly Maude and amanda but then you also have these side pieces of Maude's mind and seeing how she rationalizes things like how God is testing her and he makes her tribulations harder than the rest. And, but it's worth the purpose. Like there's a bigger thing at play. Like what is her, uh, what is his plan for her? Right. I, I love that about this movie. I think it Which most Christians, well. uh, that's their, their whole thing. Anyways, it's like, yeah, God has something planned for me. I know it. That's this. And it's true. It's 100%. I mean, that is a very common thing. Like, you know, he has a plan for everyone. You know, whatever that plan may be, you may not. I think God's a cunt. Oh, Patrick is struck down right now. No, no, no. That just reminded me of Halloween Horror Nights last year when I was sending random foot pics to people in line uh, by airdropping. Uh, and that one girl was like, you guys need Jesus. And Patrick, no lie, without any hesitation, just goes, God's a cunt. And we just walked off. <laughs> Like, were we in line? Yeah, in line for a I'm not surprised that Patrick and the band Cradle of Filth have the same point of view. <laughs> I love that fucking band. Exactly, because I do too. <laughs> That's like no, the, I God. do that all the, especially in downtown when there's those Jesus people yelling. Oh yeah, I'm almost like, positive oh, God is a cunt like, is a Cradle of Filth shirt. Begin. I'm almost positive that God is a cunt is a fucking already is the back of a Cradle of Filth shirt. I'm almost positive. oh 100. It's on. Oh, every, I used to have that shirt. Every black metal shirt in the world. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know, man. I like this film. George, what are your thoughts, dude? Y'all gonna give me shit for this, but I fucking fell in love with this movie. Why would, Why would I give you shit? I'm over here praising this film, George. Because y'all are saying that the other movie is better than this movie. And it I is. I haven't said that. Don't you put fucking words in my no, mouth. I said it. I, think, I, I said think it. Black coats is a lot. That's why I said yeah. One. I do. I do. I think Saint Maud is way better. This movie, it's Fight a me. Bil- <laughs> the the way it was filmed, the way it was like just delivered. 
the way this movie makes you feel so uneasy in so many different ways and so many different moments like it just gives you just that like unsettling just like cringe just like oh dude you feel it in your bones in so many moments they just do so well at like delivering like especially like in that moment when she puts the uh like nails in her shoe that like dude and me like, up. <laughs> dude the sound effects that they gave it every step that she put and the way she just portrayed that like that like wincing and like every dude it's like oh dude that remind me of that gave me anxiety. In, uh, moon knight yeah, yeah, the like, oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's called that. That's a thing. It's called corporal mortification. Yep, it's and it's what, and it's a, it's, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's an extreme and very outdated method. But nightmares, bro. Yeah, but it's like it's it's how they atone for their sins. It's a way to I'm feel not worthy. It's a way to commit self harm while praying. And so it's like right. if they atone by going through some sort of pain threshold, then that is like how they believe that God will forgive them. They did. They, they talked about that in, uh, what's the Da Vinci code? Da Vinci code. I was just that, yeah. That's the, the one where he the, whips his dude in the back, right? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's, cor- that's corporal mortification. That's where I would say Catholic, like this is a pious path of Christian devotion. Not so much Christianity and Catholicism. Well, they stem for the same, same origins. They're very, very different. different. Yeah, Catholic, it's still a fork off. Catholicism, you have saints and all this shit. And it's, it's very Catholic, this movie. She, you know, first off, she's wearing a saint. I can't remember the name of the saint she's wearing. But saint she's Mary uh, Mar- Moraine. Something. something like that. Some like, saint Maud. <laughs> Miranda or something like that. But yeah, I, yeah. I, something like that, I think. Yeah. I love that this movie starts off with in the scene and we're in this care center or in the wherever the fuck we are hospital and we just see mod on the floor like holding her fucking head and i forgot i'm like holding my microphone as went to away from it and she's covered in blood and then we've seen scenes of a dead body and we don't really know we never really know what the fuck happened with the but the past patient right with the past patient we just know some oh, we, yeah, get little, huh? we, we get we get little snippets and we could kind of conclude that oh. one mm, go ahead well, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Finish. That we can conclude that it was again uh, her being a nurse and uh, taking care of people that she might have had acted out on this religion shit before, yeah. and hence why when she has that conversation with that lady that she runs into, she's like, "Oh, you're still nursing, even though oh, what you did, exactly. right? Yeah, go uh, George. Yeah, go George. No, I actually have a different theory on that. Uh, when she took the dude home from the bar, she was having sex with him." And she was getting those flashbacks of trying to res- res- resuscitate a yeah. patient. And when she burst his chest, I think that she accidentally killed a patient and mm-hmm. was basically I like think that, I think from you're nursing. Gr- I'm bothered that's with why that. they have the... There's a slight image of like a dead body on a table, mm-hmm. which I actually thought was like a flash forward of her initially. Okay. It was at the very beginning. I thought it was going to be a flash forward like, oh, shit. Like, right, I know, remember that. Yeah, yeah. Ends up dying like in a morgue. I think she manifested the way she killed her patient into the guy she was having sex yeah, with. I think, and, that, and, and that, that and died. that part, yeah, fuck, that, that part fucked me up. It caught me off guard so hard. That was dude. some John Carpenter's thing shit right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the chest and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that, George. I actually like thinking about that now, like rethinking about those. Scene, yeah, that scene and how that ties together. That's actually like that's perfect. That's um, and question something there's there's a thing in the movie that resurfaces throughout the entire film and it's the roach right uh, I think, so I, we see the roach in the beginning of the film we see the roach throughout the film we see it at the end when it walks down the thing to the 
shrine that she makes or the mm -hmm. entity or whatever god starts speaking in welsh mm -hmm. and so you know i wrote well let me just find this note um because i thought it was a good fucking note and i don't know where it happened okay it must have just deleted itself but that's cool i was talking about how oh here it is is the roach god right is that that or does it somewhat symbolize like mods metamorphosis into sainthood like, is it right. this guiding figure that most like, um, because uh, of the king, uh, God, King, um, Arthur, like Arthurian link, like the like storylines where there's always a guiding figure in that story. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. like in the Green Knight, there's the fox that leads him everywhere, right? Um, because like it's, you think this is the roach is the thing that's like guiding her so. to I think to it, sinning <laughs> yeah or not sinning but like no but the opposite I guess brings her back to her her devotion to her extreme devotion right. because it does seem like she comes from a background of uh sinning I guess I mean we're all sinners I mean no but I mean like she <laughs> like really was a <laughs> Just like how Amanda was, uh, yeah. I think I did. I did come up with the theory that uh, that Roach is God, because mm -hmm. God is a cunt to me. <laughs> <laughs> as, as mentioned before on the podcast, if you didn't hear him the first time, just uh, to reiterate. Uh, but yeah, I I did think it was a, a imagery of what God is or whatever. Yeah, but it, I like it, I like your other idea of it of that too i mean if you think about it i mean like there's the john cough cough does you know metamorphosis but he turns right into a, you know a roach i mean like it just feels like that's kind of what it was symbolizing to me but i could be wrong well when, that's the fun part about a24 movies you can turn them into essays well what i i think I, I i believe that when she when she goes to the altar in her room uh and she hears the voice uh, i believe the roach is on that altar Right, and, oh, yeah, then, and and then she hears the roach speaking to her in Welsh, which is mm -hmm. but the voice of God. So I think I think they I think they kind of give you the steal of approval that the roach is God, and kind yeah. of like a kind of always being an a, ever present thing, even though it's probably just a fucking cockroach because because her, her apartment is her apartment is fucking filthy, right. Yeah. In her mind, because she's looking for so many signs yeah. of God showing her something that she would think a fucking roach on her wall would be the. Uh, would and that's be God. The, and that's the thing about signs. If you're desperate enough, you'll find them. Exactly. You know, because it, it's another because it's another movie. This is another movie dealing with loneliness, and I think it's a little bit more concrete in this one than it is for Black Coat's daughter. And I think even that we, with I, some of the shots in this movie too. And um, I th and I think the reason George likes this one more is because. He was able to get something out of it through a first viewing, not and for Black Coat's daughter. I do believe it requires a second viewing. Second the viewing. only question is not, the only not, question. Not, no, not necessarily. Well, I mean, I feel like I feel like. Don't tell me how I think. <laughs> well, I just feel like I feel like certain movies, if the juice is worth the squeeze, a second viewing brings out a lot of things that maybe you didn't yeah. know us the first time. But I think that you were you enjoyed Saint Maud more because you were able, I think, to connect with it a little bit easier because the storylines weren't so fragmented and schizophrenic. And like for me, the second viewing helped clear up a lot of things that I kind of was confused about the first time. Although I could be just kind of speaking for myself, and that's totally fine. But for me, yeah, I, speak I, for yourself, Dylan. I think Saint Maud is a, a little bit more linear. 
and a little bit more. I, the, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't oh, for sure. Yeah, it's by default it is. Yeah, it's not like so on the nose like Mother was. You know, All right. and there's no, there's no real like, I guess like plot twist and reveal with this movie. Yeah, it's easy I to. Got, it's, for an A twenty four movie, yeah. For an eight for an A twenty four movie, it's pretty easy to pick up on certain things. You know, it's right. not like Titan or Lamb or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Titan. Uh, Titan was fucking crazy. Yeah, it, I mean, this movie is crazy, but um, not to tame crazy. <laughs> yeah, for I, an A twenty four, it's pretty tame. Yeah, you're not gonna see someone fuck a car in this movie. Exactly, <laughs> bro. Spoilers. You'll see someone trying to fuck uh, God. <laughs> You'll see someone trying to fuck God, but you won't see anyone fuck a car. <laughs> yeah. Um, hand jibbers in the bathroom or anyone? Oh, yeah. That's I'm all gold. for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. Um, um, That's cool. That's joke. cool. That's very cool. <laughs> Does it grip? <laughs> Bro, uh, first off, you know. Hand jibbers in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I approve of no, hand jibbers in the bathroom. You know, Top, top, top tier transition. S tier transition right there, my yeah. friend. Uh, welcome um but also that dirty ass arm bro fuck off i, I don't want that near me like mm. her her oh, was that the, yeah that, that was the hand, hand she was jerking it with huh no no she was just that was just nearby she was using the other hand yikes i don't know <laughs> yikes but also like getting onto like these like, fuck my jesus george brought up in the loneliness like she's sitting at this bar she has just successfully hand gibbered this random dude in the bathroom <laughs> and and then she sits back down and then tries to like weasel Moses away into this like other group's table. Like, oh my god! <laughs> and they just look at her like, "Yo, who the fuck is this girl?" She is trying. Well, she is trying so hard to connect through any so means hard. necessary. Any means right. necessary. So she gives. So she gives the guy what she what she thinks he wants, and then he exactly. just leaves because the guy gets what he wants. Exactly. And then she tries to join in on the conversation with the people, but they don't even notice her. So she stops. Then she bumps into the guy and goes, well, yeah, well, let me try a sexual connection and see if that works. The dude just fucking is an ass to her and she leaves. And then that's where she has her epiphany to kind of go, you know, a little more on the on the straight and narrow. I want to point out something, though. I love the uh, the actress who played um, Amanda. Do you not see Meryl Streep playing that character? In I do, a hundred percent. Oh man! Thank God I'm not alone. Yeah, on that. yeah. No, that'd be. I I didn't think about it till you just said it, but I definitely agree. That would be like, wow, that'd have been really cool. Like Meryl Streep, right? Glenn Close, like oh. some some like uh oh God, like a uh, man. Bette Midler would be sick because <laughs> <laughs> bet miller could play a fucking like bitch for real like yeah, she did yeah. it in seinfeld she could do it here too um and but love, go ahead dylan oh no go ahead i was just gonna say i love that like you know she's she's dying she's you know mod my savior and all this stuff like it, you know it comes off as like oh maybe she's connecting and that's like really what ha- like throws this movie into overdrive is like mod has this connection finally with someone right and, she's going to save this person's soul before they die. Um, and I love that. Like, you know, there's very, very shortly after meeting Ma, she's like, Oh, you know, I hear God sometime. And Amanda's first initial thought is to be like, yo, this girl fucking nuts. No, she's and, like, let me uh, fuck with her here right now. And she's like, I think so. And then they both just like, orgasm on the yeah. on, on well the a man um, amanda well, is fucking with her yeah, amanda Aman- uh, at first i thought amanda just wanted to feel what she felt because 
she was so desperate for answers of what's going to happen to her when she's gone. I thought and, so too. Yeah, but then it they turns definitely out. Portrayed it that way. And I, you know what I, you know what I did with these set of notes? I wrote down where I thought it was going to go, and okay. then I wrote down in the next sentence what actually turned out to happen. And I, and I was wrong a lot. <laughs> let's hear about you being wrong. I Yo, was wrong a lot. Oh, like certainly, certainly. Yeah. So I thought that, uh, I said, Amanda wants to feel God like Maude does, but cannot. Turns out Amanda was lying because she was possessed. <laughs> question mark, question mark. No, yeah. Maud is crazy. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, no, Maud is crazy and manifests her insecurities as a demon, which is 100% yep. true. Because well, the fact that she was being fucked with is such a, is such a. Uh, well, look what she does that right after she gets fucked. Like she has revealed that Amanda's like fucking with her the whole time. Right. Well, we, well, we also got to talk about a third character because there is a third character that wedges because Maud thinks that she is saving her soul bit by bit every day and coming closer with amanda but then there's right. carol Fucking God carol. Damn it, there's carol. carol who's kind of like an antagonist for this movie where she just kind of shows up and amanda gives her a bunch of money and makes her feel good and like you know makes out with her and like you know pleasures her or whatever and like is there for her and maude and maude thinks she's toxic for her and yeah. carol and but that's again she's so jesus warped that but she stay fucking in your lane, mod. Yeah, stay in your fucking lane. You're the maid, bitch. Like, make some soup and let me fuck this chick real quick. I'm dying. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, for, for real. That's the best palliative care you can have. Just be right. Hanging out, doing drugs, drinking it. And, and I and then I said, Maud's gonna murder Carol because she's because she's bad for Amanda's soul. And I said, <laughs> and I said, nope, she murdered Amanda instead. <laughs> in, in a brute, I mean, dude, the I oh my god, that scene where first off, what a good scene where right, Maud, like Maud's wearing her fucking like bed sheet fucking toga. Um, it's like it's like a ceremonial dress that dress, she's wearing. Yeah. yeah. Goes to has her bottle of water that she's blessed because at this point, Maude thinks that she's a saint. She's a my, she's a powerful or battler. She's, she's living up in the name Maude. Exactly. So she goes to Amanda's house. Amanda's so fucked, fucked at this point from her diagnosis that she's not even afraid of the fact that she doesn't even, she don't even care, bro. You know, yeah. and then like Maude's trying to bless her. She's like, no, no more of that. No more of your stupid shit. Like, I'm, I'm dying here. There's nothing fuck off and then but that switch to like the demonic possession what a well done switch and what and actually terrifying like the elongation of amanda's head and like the, yeah. the, the voice and it always have a voice but you know then she like attacks she starts that shit was wild and that, then you said it's just amanda that's like, happened a lot that happened a lot, like with the certain things when she was like orgasming or feeling certain pleasures. Oh, dude, her, her eyes, eyes would get bigger, not, and at yeah. one point, like her mouth got bigger before someone knocked before Carol knocked on the door. And mm -hmm. I just and I just think that um, she, again, she's manifesting her insecurities as a demon to where she's taking the ref Amanda's refusal of holy water not because she's a demon, but because she thinks it's a load of shit. Exactly. But Maud takes well, that as her being a demon, so she sees her being a demon, and it's very effective. It's very effective. Oh yeah, and that's the thing about this movie. It has a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
a non-trustworthy narrative. Yes. Or oh, narrator. 100%. That's a great way of putting it, Patrick. Yeah. You're trying to say it was linear, bro. <laughs> no, it is linear. 100%. It's very linear. Yeah, but you can't trust what you're seeing because your your narrator is fucking crazy. And exactly. you're seeing point of view through, yeah. through her eyes. Right. Yeah, so you're going and even certain, certain shots which hit close to home that she's alone. There's a shot where she's walking down uh, a stairwell before she goes and jerks that dude off. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's a very you only all you see is a staircase and the door to represent that she's she is lost and all alone. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's like certain things like that in this movie that's like now like typical A24 things that are embedded in movies. This one hits at home at like not just with just characters and your script or whatever, but with filming, you're telling the story of this character's uh, struggle or this character's path. Yeah. And I like like towards the end of the movie, like once Maude is like about to go and do the shit she does that we'll talk about soon, mm-hmm. um, her friend comes and checks on her. Yeah, pops by before she goes to work, and she's like, you know, Maud's got the different colored eyes. Um, she's. Uh, I, I, I thought I, when that happened, I'm like, has her eyes been different colored the whole no, time? No, no, thought- change every night, right. depending on like what's happening in the scene. If it's becoming like very like overtly power religious mm-hmm. weird shit, her eyes change from uh, one brown, one blue. But I, I think it like I didn't notice that. Adding on to the loneliness factor, this lady comes in. And what does she do? She just starts talking, smokes a cigarette and starts talking. And Maude just is ignoring her, walks away and is just staring at the sky. And the sky is doing this weird like hand movement in the clouds. Right. And again, here's someone who's come into her house. Is there to kind of check up on her, right? That's the guys that it comes. Oh, I haven't, you know, sorry, I bailed on you the other night. I was wrecked. I didn't want to, didn't think you'd have a good time. But then proceeds to just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about themselves and not really like caring. Right. And then Mod finally is like, like, all right, you know, sorry, you know, you got to leave. And then she leaves. I thought Mod was going to kill her. I I thought so too. When I first watched, I was like, holy shit, this girl. That acetone, I thought she was going to do something with the acetone. Same, but she does something else with it. Oh, buddy, after <laughs> yeah. she fucking in her eyes, after she kills the demon, she then walks to the nice beach for the sunrise. And I love, uh, dude, the little effects that the director did with the sky, where like she's seeing it as like the gates of heaven opening <laughs> for her. Very Donnie Holy Darko. Shit. Very yeah. Donnie Darko. Very Donnie Darko. Yes. She then begins to pour acetone on herself and you hear people in the background oh my god stop and this her. is after the murder of amanda right yeah yeah this is done amanda's been killed it's now the, the sun's coming up amanda has slain the demon she freed her soul freed her soul allowing her to become some archangel and or saint however you want to say it saint mods will say saint um lights herself on fucking fire and i oh my god this right here is my favorite scene of the whole fucking movie yeah, oh it's, it's incredible we see Maud point of view. Maud thinks she is becoming angelic. She is this beaming thing of light that is about to be lifted into the heavens because she has done the what God has asked her to do. Right. But for a split fucking second, we get to see what everyone else before that everyone drops to their knees. Right. We're seeing this very angelic. We're seeing the wings. It's bright. It's beautiful. People fall to their knees. Then we see the split second chains of reality. She's just engulfed in fucking flames. That's why. Okay. So 
other movies like this would have just ended before the 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 reveal that she's actually burning, right? Yes. To keep it open ended, give you your uh in uh inception ending like was she seeing this as is she really saying no this movie's like we're gonna answer all your questions she's the bitch burned herself alive <laughs> and i love i it love that incredible. it only lasted like two seconds yes. not, not even not even two seconds it's just like oh my god i'm going to heaven i can't wait to ah done burn done straight up and another thing too i, I want to mention another thing that i think is more of a technical Aspect, like a technical hint. I don't know if that's a thing, but um, the voice that she hears, uh, which is from the, coming from the roach, which she hears as God that's speaking Welsh to her. Uh, the person doing the voice of God is uh, Morphin, Morphin Clark. It's her own voice. So they did, did yeah. she, she, it's her own voice coming back to her, but in a different tone. So that just, I think that's more of a pretty sick kind of like a background kind of way of being like it's all in her head because it's the actress's voice but distorted right. so i think and this and that's again the theme of both movies right also have <laughs> also have cool voice uh effects for yep. what is a demon or god or whatever well yeah but it's I just mean, a voice in your head <laughs> guys if you haven't watched Saint Maud and you've sat here and listened to this whole thing, I hope that it's piqued your interest. Maybe you're, you're you've always you pushed it on the back burner. You're like ah, it doesn't feel like you know it doesn't feel like a movie for me, or I don't know, I'm not really into the A24 films. You know, whatever you you have, I promise you, it's it's one hell of a ride. It is. It it, yeah. it it is weird. Like when she's losing herself because she thinks God has abandoned her, and she she's revolting back to that. I'm going to sin. I'm going to do this, but then also give hand jobs and fuck random men. Exactly. But also trying to find connection with God. Like that's what she's doing. I agree with Dylan. 100%. I think she, she was slapping that man's hand away. Like, don't touch me because she's trying to fuck God again or have that feeling of God inside of her. Yeah. I wrote, I'm just trying to feel, I wrote down God is toxic. Cool. Yeah, God's 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 a toxic gaslighter. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> I love but that. Again, God's a toxic if you roach like night. this film and you like this director, which We're I, all I'm, I love this. I from this movie, I can already tell you that I'm think I'm going to enjoy a lot of the things this director releases. Oh and yeah. With that, she's actually working on a movie titled Love Lies Bleeding, which is also another A24 film. And it does stars that, Christian have Winnie the Pooh. Shut it, the fuck it up. It sounds like an album. It sounds like an album from a metalcore band from Trust Kill Records back in like 2008 <laughs> or 2007. But it stars Christian Stewart, and it's going to start shooting in June. And it's a romantic it's a vampire movie thriller, which examines a romance feud fueled, excuse me, by ego, desire, and the American dream. Oh fuck. Okay, Yo, that's insane. That, it sounds so good, and I'm excited because I love Christian Stewart. I think she really has grown into herself as an actress. She has. Why is she in horror movies now? Well, I guess she's. Bro, always been. I think I. I feel like she always feels like the type of person who probably would be in horror movies. I just don't think uh, she's, she's always, actually she's always been in horror movies. The first movie, uh, yeah, Panic, was it Room. The... Panic Room, and Panic? Uh, the Messenger or the Messages or whatever. Why the that's fuck the one in the cornfield? I don't. I just. I, I just forgot she was in other horror movies. And I mean, and I mean, uh, 
Twilight does have vampires in it. I mean, oh, it's, uh, it's, not <laughs> it's not a horror movie, but it does it does have vampires and werewolves okay. in it, which is Twilight. The first Twilight is a horror movie. It's trash. No, what I'm are you gonna, talking about? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you there. No, it's not. I mean, it's <laughs> not a Twilight it's not a horror movie, but it, it 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 you have to admit it takes inspiration from God. things of that course. were based in horror. It's just yes. you know, it's I'll just allow it. Yeah, but only Twilight's the only good Twilight. Yeah, so maybe but, she did it because she thought it was going to be like a a vampire movie, and maybe it wasn't what she thought it was going to be. But then again, she <laughs> made she so much fucking. In. I have she no idea. But she's like, oh shit, there's five more movies, and it's like, but it made a ton of money, so good for her. But yeah, I think she's choosing better. Um, well, yeah. well, I mean, but, she wasn't she in Charlie's Angels reboot? Yeah. God, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yikes. Listen, you we'll got to leave it at one that. of those big films every now and then to cash in on it, and then you go back doing your indie shit. The girl. The, I think she's going to fucking kill it in Crimes of the Future, that new Dan uh, Cronenberg film. Yeah, me and Pat, I was talking to Pat about that, and I was like, uh, the movie poster, the guy has a bunch of ears all over him. I ain't watching that. I said, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Shut up. This yeah, Cronenberg's new film. It's not even a film, and I wanted to bring this up later on. We could talk about it, but is it a sequel or is it a remake? Because the dude made the movie in the 70s. There is a crimes. Of the yeah, I had no idea this was a movie before. 70s by David Cronenberg. Wait, he's remaking his own movie? Well, I don't know if it's a remake or if it's a sequel. I I don't know these things. It's Still, the same it's title. So yeah, but we've 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 had sequels with the same title. Scream exactly. and Scream. No, it's Cream Five, and you know it. It's Five Cream. Five Cream. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Yes. Five, five Cream. cream. But, yo, cream Aaron, Five sounds like Halloween. And Halloween. <laughs> cream Five sounds like some like weird like Swedish Euro techno band from the fucking nineteen nineties. Like oh yeah, Ace of Base. Ace of Base and Cream Five. <laughs> In the morning, we so, we smoke a cigarette and we eat some chocolate. And then we huff <laughs> and we puff. We huff and we puff. <laughs> Cream five. Um, but no, I think this movie is not for, definitely not for everyone. But I do it think is. it's worthy of everyone giving it a chance. Yeah, for sure. It does a really fun job. I I think like it has a great tone, a great little undertone score. It's not really big factor of the movie, and it it plays on the whole God thing, which is you know fun. Um, I would give it. Do I like it as more than Black Coat Slaughter? No, but I'm going to say I'm going to still give it a solid four. Uh, I still think it's a good movie and it has ah, a, a captivating same. story play, uh, story to it. You get really connected to Maude and Amanda and I don't know. It's weird and I love the, the ending seal, seals the deal for me. That ending is perfect. All right, George. What's your score? It's ah, dude. You don't use hand jibbers. Well, George, do you have any final thoughts on it, George? Before you give it your score? Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, dude, just final thoughts, dude. I just, I can't. From the, from the moment I started this movie, the sound design and the way it was shot, the, their close ups, dude. They just do so many just random just close ups that just most people would just not even think of doing, and they just make it work, and it just fits, and it's. Oh, dude! Like, I think my favorite thing that I saw in this movie is the very beginning when she first moves into the house and she takes like the picture down and then puts her cross up. But then the picture has been up on the wall for so long that it's like obviously it's like faded out. But then the cross goes exactly like perfectly symmetrical in the fucking middle. And dude, I lost my fucking mind. I was like, that is fucking incredible. Well, George, it's, oh, I don't want to interrupt you, but it's funny you said that about how it's framed. 
Uh, because I wasn't going to share this uh, fact, but now that you brought it up, I think it's perfect because maybe you don't know it. But originally shot, it was originally shot in the taller than normal one point one by six six by one aspect ratio. As director Rose Glass wanted more space and headroom around the characters, it was reframed in post production to widescreen uh, two by thirty nine by one. With a view, with a few shots extended horizontally with visual effects, so it's huh. kind of a it's kind of a mix of odd, huh. out of place aspect ratios with visual effects to make it like a super Cross. zoomed in widescreen, which kind huh. of which kind of yeah. like you said, it's the way that it's framed up makes it look kind of right. bigger, or like kind of in certain ways. But no, you notice uh, you notice that because there was intention behind that. Yeah, that's cool. Huh. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I didn't know the technical stuff. No, those frames and shit don't really mean much to me. But really I, don't cool. <laughs> I don't understand them either. I don't understand them either. One bit. Aspect ratio. What'd you call me? Yeah, I don't know about them technical terms, but yeah, good movie. You know about you know about astro? Do you know about um aspect ratios at all? Hey man, you get your gay porn and you get out of here. I don't want I don't know what you're talking about, but you get on out of here, pervert. Like. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm shutting this down, dude. This movie gets four hand jibbers out of five. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> hand jibbers all day. I think Pat heard, I think Pat misheard me and I and said not use hand jibbers. And I 100 percent said if it's not hand jibbers, I'm gonna be pissed. I did mishear you. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Don't I'm do the that. fucking one who brought hand jibbers into the conversation. That's of course what I'm saying. Man, we're the eight we're the H Day podcast. <laughs> Hand jibber <laughs> everywhere hand you jibbers. go. <laughs> and that's an old joke. Old, old joke. All right, now we're going to get a fucking review. It's going to be a whole thing. <sighs> fucking millennial turds talking about hand <laughs> That guy again? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same fucker. Okay, Dylan, go. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Well, like I said, Meta gave it a 83, Rotten gave it a 9364, and IMDb gave it a 6.7. I mean, honestly, I think the Rotten ratio is, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, I'm going to honestly probably give it like in the low 70s. Uh, probably that would equate to about maybe a three, three and a half. Right, um, I, I don't see myself watching this movie again. I just don't. I think I got everything I needed to out of one viewing. I don't know necessarily if I could go back and get something else from a second viewing. I mean, I would definitely show it to somebody if I thought they would vibe with it and kind of be like, yo, I bet they'd freak out and like it'd be wild and the ending would catch them off guard and it would be super just crucial. But for me, I don't think I'll ever sit in my house and be like, oh man, I should really rewatch St. Maud. I agree. I agree. But I feel that way. Again, it just answers all the questions for you at the end of the movie. And there's there. I mean, sure. If you want to rewatch it and it has, so it does, it does have rewatchabilities. I don't see myself watching it again just for that. Yeah. Like I'd show it to somebody, but like black coats daughter, I will rewatch, I rewatch again on my own. Yeah. New. I'll rewatch that on my own. I will be jonesing to show it to people. You'll yeah, be right. fucking hand gibbering while you're watching Black Coat's Daughter. <laughs> All right, I'm done with the hand gibbers. I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> All right. You get one more. That's it. All right. Um, Pat, did you give it a score or did you agree with I, I get. I'll give it a three, three and a half. Three and a half. So about averages to a four when you consider George's. George, you give it a four and a half? Yeah. Well, four. I think I said four, but I was leaning. Uh, you, four said four, you said four. You said four. 
I'd say I'd say a three and a half average. I can't I can't I can't say that I like it more than black coat but then not give it i thought you were gonna like it more than black coat which would have been totally fine I do, no i really do like it more than black coat yeah that's what i'm saying i feel like i have to give it a 0.5 but i pay my balls mr Harris. either way <laughs> or 4.5 relative anyways I think um it's a good score it's a good movie it's not for everyone but again i think it's one of those ones oh it's, it's a one visual done. it's visually stimulating it is a one yeah, and I've done it, just I've like the hand jibbers now um and i still you know i found like after a second viewing i will say that i found myself kind of like veering off to my phone versus I did not do that during the black coat starter. And I think that says a lot. Yeah. Because you uh, have to pay attention or else you get lost. Exactly. But um, again, with this movie, tell us your thoughts. What do you think about it? If you've seen it, did you like it? Did you hate it? Um, did you wish that you were St. Maude? Um, right. What snacks were you eating during this movie? Me? I, this movie, I ate pizza. Well, I was also pizza. asking the audience, but yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, yeah, but also you like, <laughs> no one cares what you I'm ate, Mike. Hungry, so I'm like, food? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, but no, what, what did midnight. you what did you what did you guys eat during your both uh both showings, I guess? Because we didn't do it for black coat. I didn't eat anything for black coat and I ate pizza and Skittles for this one. I pizza pizza and Skittles? <laughs> you, dumb, you judge me. <laughs> you know what goes good with marinara and cheese? <laughs> Small colorful sugary candies. Like I never <laughs> So during Black Coat, I didn't eat anything either. But for St. Maud, I had a big zini. Oh, nice. Fuck, yeah, I did. Nice. Damn. Nice. Dylan. Oh, man. I didn't eat anything for Black Coat's daughter because I watched it really, really. Wow. Late. We didn't eat for one movie. Well, I did. I, I, we watched, are losing weight. <laughs> I watched it really. I watched it really late last night. But today um, I got some good news today. So some uh, co-workers of mine got me some uh, Peter Brook chocolate. Okay, okay. And uh, uh, I munched on that during St. Maud. I had some chocolate covered pretzels, some chocolate covered popcorn. Oh, and I got more. I got more just hanging out in my kitchen, right? Waiting to go at any moment. So we all got to go to Dylan's house for a meal, dude. I'm saying (laughs) I'd cook for y'all. I'd cook for y'all. I uh, uh, came up with some sort of bug, been sick. So uh, we ordered a egg drop soup and wonton soup Ooh, nice and like big with the big old freaking cups of them just, oh yeah we just fucking chow down on soup in the couch and just fucking, drink the broth yeah bro. chug it dude oh, yeah that's dude, what's yeah, up i wasn't even drink using this phone i was just the sitting there on the couch just like slurping the fucking <laughs> <old cup. laughs> you just camped it up to like your a, mouth the whole like time and degenerate just, dude just like waves coming back and forth on the beach just going into your yeah. gullet <laughs> but just um like, yeah just like some respect just uh, what did you w- eat when you watched these movies? Uh, we love to hear that. Honey. Shit too. Honey. Um, but always Honey guys, blood. shut up, Patrick. <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, Twitter, wherever the fuck you find podcasts. Tell your friends about us. Tell your mom about us. Yeah. Bring your friends to us. We love moms. Yeah, bring your friends to us. Keep away from Patrick. You. Hit us up. Talk to us. Communicate. Engage. We like those things. Yeah, we, we don't like being alone weird. like these two bitches in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hit us up. And as always, guys, I'm Mike. I'm Pat. I'm Dylan. I'm Jorge. Stay weird. Watch movies. Hail Satan. And most importantly, God to come. Yeah.